Welcome <laughs> There's to my thing laughing. Rooster Teeth <laughs> Podcast. This week brought to you by Braintree, <clears throat> MeUndies, and Pizza Hut. All three of them out there. The middle one always hides for me in the Rooster Teeth logo. Uh, this week. I like that theme. It's like after a hard day learning stuff, just get in your underwear and eat pizza. I could all fit together. <laughs> I, I, it's I, like in the correct I, order. That's across how the I screen. live my life. Where do you wipe your hands at that point? That's, I don't want to picture it. <laughs> On the pizza box. <laughs> we have a special guest with us this week. Look, we have uh, Felicia Day joining us here right in there. the studio. She's right there. That was a regal. Look at like a queen-like wave. Well, I was—I uh, actually am from Trigger Austin, word, and I was in a parade when I was in uh, college here in Austin. I played Beauty and Beauty and the Beast, and the guy who played Beast put his hand way too much on my thigh the whole time but anyway so it was a parade it was <laughs> wait, 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 wait. you're in a parade you put his hand okay. on your thigh during the parade oh yeah paw. we were in uh like a carriage i was playing bell and he was playing the beast and i had my hair huge i have so many pictures of this where and they taught you they taught me how to wave yeah when you're in a pageant it's wrist wrist arm arm wrist wrist arm arm and that's what you do that's how the queen wrist wrist arm I got it. Looks like something that com- comes forward out of a clock and then starts going. <laughs> I have never seen Queen Elizabeth wave like this. You never seen her do, do you, this? Do you have a lot of footage of her? No, she, that's yeah. how she waves all the time, right? I'm a fan. Yeah, she's always like. Yeah, that's how. That's her like her default wave. She does like this. Yeah, that's, wrist, wa- that's, wrist, <laughs> that's royal wave number one. It's the pageantry of royalty. So does so the guy then? You're in a public parade and he puts his hand on your leg. It was, it was, yeah, it was, I was in the ball gown as Bella's want and yeah. he was in a beast mask and I was like, hey, I never actually saw what he looked like. I don't know who he was, how old he was. <laughs> really? You didn't Nothing. meet him before? Yeah, no, never, never. He just showed up in a mask. He might have been the beast. It probably <laughs> it might not have been a mask. <laughs> so this is, this is UT, like. UT Austin. Yeah. Like, not, it might have been Joel. Because <laughs> <laughs> Joel was in theater back then. He was in a. Uh, UT theater. That's the thing about Felicia that I, I don't think many people that work here know is that she went to UT. She was actually a math major, if I, I recall did math. I studied music. College did, of Natural Sciences. Yeah, I did represent. a lot of like, little, uh, little shorts for the RTF program. Mm-hmm. I tried to talk my way into the theater program. They wouldn't let me. They were like, you got to be a major. So I took dance there. Yeah. And they're always trying to get me to go to the alumni dinner for the theater department. I'm like, guys, yeah. You yeah. turn me away. Yeah, Matt has that too. Our CEO. It's like we. I was a computer science student, mm-hmm. and he was all. Which oddly enough, computer science was in the College of Natural Science as well because it was an yeah. offshoot of the uh, math department. Yeah. Silicone, right? It's yeah, natural. I guess so. It's one of the elements, right? <laughs> yeah. So did you say silicone, by the way? Yeah, good, good enough. <laughs> silicon, silicone. <laughs> it's all the same. Your nerd credibility just like plummeted. But uh, yeah, but Matt was uh, Matt was a uh, guy tried to get in the film school forever, and then just ended up staying in RTF instead of going direct film school. And then now it's like he's on the board for the communication school and. The film department's always like, "Hey, come work with this thing." Yeah, they're like, "I'm sorry, you didn't let me in. I will yeah. not. I will not donate my twenty dollars a year or whatever to keep my email." <laughs> and UT, yeah, and UT is like fifty thousand students. I think the best thing you learn at UT, but I learned at UT, is that there's no one there to help you. Basically, you're on your own, and you learn how to work in a huge system. And now they like write me all the time, like for money and everything. I'm like, I gave, I gave you guys enough money. I know, and and also I tried to get into certain classes, and you'd have to go and court the professors. Like for two weeks, I wanted in this folklore class because I love folklore and fantasy mm-hmm. and uh, fairy tales. And two weeks, I kept going to this guy's office hours trying to convince him to let me in his track. And then eventually, he was like. I'm not going to let you in, but I really enjoy talking to you. I'm like, oh. and out. <laughs> it's like you show up with flowers, like, please. Yeah, and, and like eclairs and all this stuff. And finally, it's like, I was never going to let you in. Oh, my God. Here's how Felicia left the office hours for last time. She was like, 
Wrist, wrist, arm, arm. Wrist, wrist, arm, middle finger. (laughs) That's the way you go out the door. So, wait, wait, I'm going to go back to something you said. So, you can pay, like, the Alumni Association to keep your email address? Yeah, you have to stay and to keep that utexas.edu. And I never did it. And when I was researching my book, actually, I was like, hey, let's go in those emails because I'm sure there's something embarrassing. And it was gone because I never paid to maintain I'm glad. Yeah. I don't want my back. I feel like... That's something you would want, like when you're graduating, it's like a nostalgia thing, like, oh, I've had this email address for four years. But then from the outside looking in, you're like, no, that's stupid. If I, <laughs> everyone's going to think you're still like a college student. Yeah, if or you're, you're 30 still- using a college email address. It's like, why would you want a college email address? Because you want to join Facebook in 1994 or whatever, 2004? Yeah. Yeah. When do they need college IDs to oh, join Facebook? five, I think. Yeah. Wouldn't people wow. think you're a professor or something at that point? Or do yeah. they have different email oh, that's addresses? that's a good idea. Probably. Because that, that would get you some. If you were, just still then, pro- you get, <laughs> then you get meetings with people like Felicia and you go, I really enjoy talking to you, but I'm not a professor. <laughs> <laughs> if you were really smart, if you could pick your email address when you first start school, you, I would pick like Prof Sorola. Oh, that way, like when I graduate, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, he's, a, he's totally a professor. It's in his email address right there. It's like, I've always wanted, I've always thought it would be really funny to have a kid and have their first name be doctor. Be like, this is my son, Dr. Sorola. <laughs> so like, his, his name's doctor. You're not like misleading people. But uh, it's like instant credibility. So if you became a doctor, it'd be Dr. Doctor. Dr. Doctor. <laughs> That's pretty good. Which is a really good song. Doctor, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, you're the only music major here. Trust me. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not picking that up. <laughs> <laughs> Gus, can I ask you a, a cheeky little question? Ask me a cheeky little what question. is on your nose? Uh, those are glasses. No, what happened to your nose? Side of your nose. Uh, no, I, no, he, blew, got, he blew his opportunity. I've got a Band-Aid there. Um, I had a, a huge pimple. Uh, that I tried. Yeah, I was really upset that you tried to set you up on something and you just didn't go for it. That I, tried I can tell to... you were genuinely hurt by that. I hurt my feelings because like I never do that. Um, I had a giant pimple on there. I guess it was like post RTX stress, and uh, oh, your stress went to your nostril. Yeah. So on Tuesday, I decided to try to pop it, and it just got like impacted. <laughs> no, don't and pop it. Gross. On Tuesday. Yeah, and then this morning in the shower, it literally exploded. It just like <laughs> blew up and went everywhere. So rather than subject you to the uh, the hole on the side of my nose, I decided to put a little Band-Aid on it. Why See, don't more teenagers better. just do that? What do you mean? Like, just put a Band-Aid on it and say, I had a mole removed. Oh. Except it's a, a, you know? I mean, why don't we just do that? Like, <laughs> I had a mole removed that I didn't have last week. <laughs> so it, it showed that, up. It was an overnight like a, mole. Did you have to cut that to size or was that a special pimple no. Band-Aid? It, it, it was that size. I don't know. Like I, I had like the little for? variety pack of band-aids. I was like, where's the smallest one? That was it. Have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where it's just pus extraction, and ah. cyst extraction? People are really into those yeah. sometimes when I somebody's really mean to me and I just click on their portrait and see like, what kind of individual would say this to another human? A lot of the times I've seen people who just like those kind of videos like all in a row. Mm. So you're like, your like, haters are like pus watches a couple of them i've been jarred there's, because see the, the thumbnail is just something i didn't want to there's like an asmr thing i guess yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a whole subreddit for it i think it's like popping or something oh, and it's just Christ. videos and gifs of that i like stuff that isn't it's actually still kind of gross but stuff that you know you would get satisfaction from if it was happening to you like the big earwax lumps that get pulled out of people's ears it's just like you want to see mine it's gross but it's like mm. oh that must feel amazing i like i like i can admit i like the videos where like somebody removes like a giant splinter from their hand or oh, something I see, like I can't that. Do, i can't do like there was just in. one it was a sea turtle did you guys see this oh with the nostril yeah the, it had a full... it had a sea turtle in their nostril no, it's, <laughs> <the first> <laughs> it's a very specific subreddit for that <laughs> 
taking tiny animals out of nostrils. I would watch that any day of the week. Like, look, it's, it's a kitten. <laughs> Elephant, yeah. Give me a guessing Aww. game. What animals should we remove now? It's like a kinder egg, except a human skull. <laughs> your nose. No, it's the people, these oceanologists. What are they? I don't even know. I had to turn the video off because it was sad. Marine biologists? Marine biologists. Why not? I don't think they are. They, they seem like people who had like two years of undergrad. And then all got in a boat together and went to Belize. It seems like that level. That of sounds like a break. Four dudes and a Leatherman. Is yeah, what it like. <laughs> got, got a Leatherman, and they had this giant sea turtle, and two of them are holding it down because they found it had like something plastic hanging a little bit out of its nostril. And this guy gets a pair of pliers. It's like an eight minute video trying to get this thing out, and eventually they pull a full drinking straw out of this sea turtle's nostril. It's like, how did it get in there? How did it go straight down its nose? Oh, my God. That's yeah. Okay, first of all... It is, it's hard to watch. It's blood as well. First of all, you're not supposed to do that. If you're not an actual doctor, you shouldn't do that. Right. You know, Because you know when your cat eats a rubber band and it starts to stick out of its butt? Can go, I talk about this? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we talk about whatever. It's the internet. So, you know, you have a little bit of a rubber band out of your cat's butt and you're like... And then I've read online, you can't pull it or their intestines will come all the way out. <laughs> so it's like... You can make cat See, hemorrhoids if you, you want. No, they'll just literally like, oh, uh, I just eviscerated my cat, kind of like a you know a 14th century you know king would do to a, a, a traitor. So I can, wait, I don't think I've ever told this story in the podcast, and we can edit this out because we're not live. <laughs> so please, please, you have a rule, Rashid, which is like, except for the live stuff, we pretty much say whatever we want to on camera, and then everyone has the right to like final cut to veto. veto. Okay, but that just lets us record whatever we want to. Did I ever tell you about my cat in college? God damn it. Every time I had a cat in college, they would eat condoms. Why are they out? Why are they not in the packets? Well, I mean, like, if they end up somewhere Oh, out. they're used. Yeah. There oh, you go. they're used. I get yeah. it. Who can blame them? That ruins a really intimate moment. It's like two in the morning, you hear this noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my dog used to eat my underwear. Like, any used underwear. You're just like, what happened? That was very expensive. And for some reason, I don't know why it's tasty. Was it even, I don't know if I want this ever in there. But. No, we, we, don't worry, we can cut anything out. You just have to remember all the horrible stories you yeah, told. Yeah, just remember. About, about Cro- 10 minutes so my in. crotch dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he passed away. He won't be embarrassed. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, the, uh, and then he was in a parade with her and put his hand on her leg. So wait, the cat going for the Johnnies. Was it into it for the... I don't know. For the, the I never asked center? questions. Is it like a mint? How, how frequently did this happen? Enough. Enough. I mean, it was like I, I, like, I had to modify my behavior. Well, and yeah, like, don't fling your used condoms across the <laughs> I mean, room. That they would end, up, they would end up in different places, like, you know, like well, you put, do the tissue maneuver and then put it in the wastebasket. After you're done, don't they just shoot off like a rocket? In college, I, didn't, like, I, <laughs> in college I didn't live in a place where the bathroom was like part of my suite. I had to like leave and go down the hallway or whatever to use the, <laughs> use the bathroom. So sometimes you'd take the waste paper basket for short term. For convenience, and then that became remarkably inconvenient when uh, the cat would have like half of a condom hanging out of its butt like, two <laughs> days later. Anyway, we'll get off that topic. Sorry about that. No, no it's uh, fascinating. What was, the cat's, that how- what was the cat's preferred brand? Could you put like a selection out? It, went, the cat's it went like, with whatever it had. If, if the cat it, fired, it was a choosy. If the cat fired, would it inflate slightly? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're not supposed to pull anything out of a, a well, pet's if it was butt. A, if it was a rubber band, surely you can just... Give it a snip and then be like. I, I mean, I think you just stare at it in fascination because at first you think it's like a tapeworm or something. Yeah, but what if yeah. it's like hooked on something? Out. 
What if it, the cat's it, hanging upside down from its anus? I That's mean, not going to happen. I don't think it gets that long. I don't have like industrial-sized rubber bands that hold together crates or something. I mean, <laughs> I'm just amazed. It was like the cat's from Mission Impossible. <laughs> it's like lowering itself to the floor. But bungee. Could be like a, a superpower. I'd like to think that that turtle with a straw in its nostril, like it was trying to use a straw to its advantage. If it was a bendy straw, it was like bent up so it didn't actually have to surface to get air. <laughs> like they could just like, get right, right, right under the surface of the water and be like, this is fucking awesome. They come I, and they take away his superpower. What I was imagining the whole time I was watching that video was there's some kind of actually trained uh, you know, veterinarian out there who's, who's watching the video going, yeah, that's a stint that somebody put in the turtle's nostril to help it, and you guys are trying to pull it out. Because it certainly looked like – I don't know I how that thing would get in there. It must have been shoved in that by yeah. someone. Well, they have – if you've seen – I mean, this is depressing, but if you look, there are whole islands of plastic in the middle of our ocean that just the currents make, and mm-hmm. it's just awful. That's why you're always supposed to snip – Boys and girls always snip your six pack thing so the birds yeah. don't die. Or the, the seals, they get them around their necks. Yeah, or that's why you play twat, right? You sh- everyone shoves their hand through the the holes. Go ahead. And, what? And then, well, with a six pack, you get six people. It's called twat, right? Is this true? You shove this your, is a British Dan thing. Yeah, you shove your verifying. hand up the thing. Everyone pulls away. Whoever gets the, the all of it is a twat. Twat. Yeah. <laughs> and a twat is a vagina, right? Yeah. It's or, just that's, an or is that a fanny? No. Yeah. <laughs> also. <laughs> Fanny is also a vagina. Twat has moved on to just describing a person who's a jackass. Well, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like calling someone the C-word, really. What? C-word? Yeah. Did you just self-censor yourself? Yeah, I don't say that on the internet. For a gentleman with a British accent. It's true. By the way, I've never heard of that game. Ever. My entire life. It's yeah, a British it's, thing. It's fun and it helps the environment. We have... We have n- so so I, I, I want to complain. I feel like I don't believe about, anything about you say. Six yeah, pack for a second. It's a really good call. So you know, there's the old method, which is like those plastic rings that you know you're supposed to cut up. So I guess in order to combat that, now we have those new types of six packs. I don't know if you've seen them, where it's like hard six hard plastic shells that go on top of the can. Oh right, yeah. It like covers the top. I fucking hate those. Why? Because it's so hard to pull off a beer you from just those. Pull down. If you pull down. I've been trying to pull to the side. Oh, no. You can also pull. I, I know you're being like a sarcastic prick. No, no, no. I've been oh, trying to pull to the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? No. Pull I'm down. Do, that's here. Pull down. That's easier. Like, because I'm always like pulling to the side, then like the whole thing shifts. And Just I'm afraid how, how that I'm shaking my beer in the can. Where it never occurred to you to pull down. Like that. Because. I, think I, don't know. Great. I mean, it is counterintuitive because normally you have things on a counter. So right. you can't like. Move just, space and time to be able to like. I'm going through the fourth dimension to get my nah, beer. You just <laughs> lean over the edge. Put it back. Oh, so I never would have thought of that. So what I do now is whenever I first get that six-pack, I pull all six off and put them in my fridge and then just throw that thing away because I don't want to have to deal with oh, it. Oh. There you go. So, yeah, show me. Normally what I do is I try to pull to the side like this, and you see it just turns. But don't you end up pulling down at some point? It sucks. That was that was pretty easy, That actually. was pretty easy. Watch this. Here's Gavin testing his method. Pretty good, but you pulled a lot harder, too. I was, I was I, just scared of failing on, on the live camera. I'm be left out. <laughs> See? See, it sucks. You can edit anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> the one you wanted. <laughs> it's not the one I wanted, but I got a beer. Uh, let me give this a try. All right, do What it. is this? Uh, that's actually a gift we got at be- RTX. Oh, uh, yeah? Someone gave it for the podcast. I think they, they wrote their right, name so up there on top. Side doesn't work. Doesn't you have work. better wrist action, all of you men. Right, you, pu- you pulled straight down, right? Yeah, he pulled straight down. It's really just a lid. I mean, let's be honest, Gus. There's like four little tabs. I'm sure the there's a better way like of doing it. Maybe you need one of those like security tag removers. And it just comes off. You need a friend. It's a way to bond. One person holds it, the other one pulls. Yeah. And then you're friends forever. Speaking but then you have to share a beer. That's true. Mm. Speaking so, of RTX someone, someone gave this at RTX. Yes. So are you gonna are you gonna drink this? Yeah, I love that it's beer. Sealed. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't know. Someone made me a teapot. Who? Really? That's their dad beautiful. their dad was a potter. And oh. then she gave me this. 
I was going to say that the glaze on that is quite I think it's advanced. lovely. I'm going to have a cup of tea later. <laughs> nice. We had a, a few more beers and whatnot. I don't know. Where'd you get that one from, Dan? Oh, okay. Yeah, we had a few a few more uh, beers that people gave us for the podcast. All right. I'm, I'm going to try this. Makes me nervous. I don't like... I don't like it's warm. It hasn't been in the fridge. People hand to me. Right. That's yeah. a really, really good beer. That's yeah, a... I've never met before. I think if you, like, stick... I say it's very nice. So I go, we're to go to Comic Con. We're doing a signing, and someone brings me like a tray of baked goods. I'm like, thank you. I'm not. I'm not going to eat this. And I always, I try to communicate that so people won't waste their time. I have a lot of professional baker fans for some reason. Yeah. Like I was in Boston signing uh, two days ago, and there were this woman brought me the most professional whoopie pies I've ever seen in my Ooh, life. What in the what? No, they were whoopie pies. It's like a, a cake Oreo. So they were chocolate yeah. cakes and then there yeah. was cream in the middle and she put little green yeah. frogs and, and, and it Do was good. Do you have good. any of this on you right now by any chance? On any? me? Yeah, it's yeah. In pocket. No, in I ate all of them. Of there were a dozen whoopie pies and I, I gave them away <laughs> just so I would only eat half of them. And then uh, last night in Toronto, um, someone gave me uh, cookies literally with my face on them. So I was eating myself really? the whole night. Like the, that kind of like printing they do? Yes. Or they just drew, did they draw you No, they were printing. Yeah, that's crazy. It was crazy. Where did they come from? You think there would have been a big announcement? Ooh, there it is. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Whoopie those pie. are good. Uh, it looks like a swollen Oreo. Yep. Don't, don't say the word swollen. <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> they can do, uh, they can do red velvet ones too. You ever had one of those? Oh, red velvet. They can do red velvet anything pretty much. They could do like just, red velvet steak at this point. Die, right? <laughs> it's just red chocolate, right? Red velvet kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. It, I never heard of red velvet growing up, and then all of a sudden everything was red velvet all the time. Yeah, I don't know where where the lore came. I, I would I imagine there's some old woman who just accidentally slipped and bled into a chocolate <laughs> cake, and then she's like, "Oh, it's red velvet, <laughs> sure." Or, um, but one time we had we we had someone make us a bunch of bread, like homemade bread. Um, what are you talking about? This back when we were at the Buda office. Someone like we made, made someone make us bread. No, we didn't make them. Someone <laughs> made us homemade. Bread. I said oh, we had this time where someone made us homemade bread, okay. and they shipped it to us because uh, we were <laughs> down in our, our old studio, and we got it. And they had even made like this elaborate box. It was really cool looking. They had like fabricated this cardboard box to look like a treasure chest, and they had drawn all over it. It was like wow, it's like a little locking mechanism. We opened it up. It was filled with homemade bread that was all moldy. No, oh. because they had oh, sent it no. parcel post, no, so that it had taken work. like ten days to get to us. And since it was homemade, it didn't have like preservatives or anything like that. Oh. And it was just like bags of mold. And I felt so bad because obviously this person had put so much work and So you and ate it anyway, effort. right? No, God, no. That's why you're a superpower. We just you cut it off oh. and ate the good Think bread. Think about how good your immune system would have got after that loaf. <laughs> I mean, in the Middle up. Ages, they would eat mold, right? I mean, you had to. They you also would... died when they were 30. True. But we still uh, eat... Mold's not a big You just cut the mold off. That's We still eat fine. cheese. You put mold in it, yeah, right? Cheese is mold. Cheese you ever is eat aged steak? That's moldy. No. You ever seen how they do aged steak? Don't look it up. No, we should, see, we should. Just tell me. They just leave it out for like 30 days. Like they, they just leave a slab of meat out? Yeah, yeah they put it in a room with like lower humidity and a certain temperature, but the temperature's not like 30 degrees. The temperature's like 65. If you ever go to- And then they, uh, just, they take the parts that are like nasty on the outside and they just cut that part off. that be maggots and stuff? Yeah. Is that how um, you make like traveler's bread and the stuff in RPGs that just last in your pack <laughs> like for- Lambus bread. Lambus bread. <laughs> bread is actually just wonder bread that's like <laughs> yeah. so old that it's hardened. If you're ever in Vegas um, at the New York, New York casino, they have like a steakhouse. Like right when you first walk in, I forget what it's called, but they, they age their steaks in a window so you can see this process. If you've ever wanted to see what it looks like, sometimes the steaks are fresh like they just put them out, but sometimes- it's like, oh, that those have been there for like 30 days. And you can so see... If you knew you were coming back to Vegas, could you be like, I want that in a month. Save it for me. 
I don't know, probably. Book out your steak. They probably have other ones in the book that, that are being... <laughs> it's like killing a lobster. I can't... Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I, I've never, and I will live my life, never being like, Earl, you die. Give me that lobster. Like, never. I will never do it. I know it's a technicality because the lobster probably has a name and it's killed anyway, pre, if they're not live, but I will never be like, that tank, give me that fish. Because you yeah. don't want to be like right. the Grim Reaper to that one fish. It, right? What, do, are Touch you okay with that? I've never done that. I don't think I will. Okay, good. I also don't want to do anything... That like an alien civilization is going to find at some point in the future and say, oh, they're cool with this. Like the <laughs> Japanese dish where they eat the fish while it's still alive. Oh, no. That's I don't, so yeah. cool. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want anyone thinking we're okay with that. And just, like, just using the, that against just us. wait until the aliens show up and they all look like that fucking fish. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> oh, no, this planet's going down. Dude, speaking of aliens, did you read that thing? This week, the octopuses are aliens. Yeah, what is that? Wait, what? Well, they're basically, they're not aliens. They basically said <laughs> the octopuses are not anything like anything else. By a long way, like their their genes are so different, and they're not even like other models. They don't share anything. Yeah, they're, they're smart though, right? You could teach octopus some really cool things. It's like Finnish. Finnish and Hungarian, I yeah. think, are the only two languages like that language. Like an octopus? <laughs> I was say. Like an oct- That's what octopuses That's, speak actually Finnish. speak. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, so... Like, but like you can cut off an octopus tentacle, and it will still try and get food and feed a mouth that it no longer has. The tentacle will. Yeah. Well, the thing that creeps me out about oct- octopuses is like, did you ever see the thing where it was on the deck of the boat and it found a hole? Um, it was like a drainage hole, and the whole octopus fit through a hole about that yeah. big, a big old octopus. Because like the only this. hard thing is the beak. the beak. The beak's the only hard thing. Everything else can just mush. Can through you imagine the hole. fitting through any hole that your mouth is? Good lord, <laughs> yeah. You awesome. can go into as long someone's as my jaw mouth. fits through. I'm good. That's right? why Plastic Man needs to never happen as a movie. Yeah, well, it, they tried to make it happen like last weekend again. They tried what? Fantastic Four. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Somebody, I really think that's what hold that's what hold back Fantastic Four is Mister Fantastic. I've uh, always well, listen. I can't. I, and when I play Lego, uh, you know, Marvel or anything, I'm like, get out of here. I never use that guy. He's yeah. creep. He's a major creep. I think, I think it freaks people out. I really do. I think when they see the arms stretching and all that stuff, they can't handle it. Somebody really wants to make that franchise happen. Like it, this is so like hard. the this is like another <laughs> attempt at it, and it just none of them have really taken off. Like I feel like the previous incarnation did okay, but even then it wasn't like anything like Avengers or any of the no. other comics. Even it wasn't even like why, an Ant Man because those are the comics as a kid I loved the most. Fantastic like, Four, yeah, because it was a family. It seemed cool. It was like the Herculoids and Scooby Doo. It's Herculoids, like, wow, you know, nice. Yeah. I love the Herculoids. Yeah. Yeah, Felicia actually likes something that's really important from my upbringing as well. Found out you're a big Ultima fan. You were playing <gasps> Ultima games. Yes, I. Uh, yeah, I. That is the literally the formative video game. Are you a big Ultima fan as well? Huge. I have like. Uh, I just went through it. We had a thing where we helped Richard Garriott launch his Kickstarter on the podcast for, uh, for ta- Shroud of the Avatar. Yeah, Shroud, Shroud. Of, Shroud of the Avatar. And uh, I had a copy of Alcalabeth. I didn't play it. I was too young to play it. It was like one he made when he was a teenager. It was a Ziploc. That bag. was the first one, right? Yeah, he would like. He, there was like seven of them in the world, and I had a copy of it. <clears throat> and he brought in some stuff, and I was showing it to him. I said, "You made this game like thirty-five years ago." And he goes, "That game, that disc was made on that computer that he brought in." And so we took the disc over to the computer, and it booted up as like an Apple IIe computer. Yeah. So it's like we reunited the disc with the computer after like thirty-five years. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I love story. I can't believe he brought that machine on. He even brought in like the, uh, the graph there paper. There it is. Oh, that's so pretty. Three? Yeah, that's two? a That's a really early one. But what did you play? What was the first one you played? My first one was five, and then I went play back and played four, and I got obsessed with that, and then six was amazing. Four was my first one. I kind of played three a little bit, and then I played four. But four was like the first game I'd ever heard of where they, they 
they built a moral system into the game. That well, that's what I put in my book. I have a whole chapter oh, really? on. Oh no, yeah, I'll get you a copy. <laughs> I'll hook you up, man. Um, yeah, there's a whole chapter because I was homeschooled, so uh, I didn't have any friends ever uh, in real life, and um, my brother and I loved video games. We had like an Amiga, which is yeah. Like, I had friends who had Amiga. Amiga yeah. was not the cool machine. There was the Commodore. There was the PC. There was the Apple. Um, and out of this world. That's and, about it. That I can remember that was the one exclusive that Amiga had. Anyway, sorry. Then you were just like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's the platform to be on. No. Um, so And then when we got Prodigy, which was like this pre-internet thing, immediately I go into the Ultima forum and I, I joined this group called the Ultima Dragons. And there's a whole story in my oh, book really? about how I met them in real life. And one of them was my first kiss and all this stuff. And like it's so formative. I would write like – fan fiction about Ultima on the boards. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I would always enter a tavern and kick somebody in the face and just kiss people. <laughs> this is Usenet, by the way, she's talking about. No, Dra- Prodigy. no, Prodigy. The Dragon's Forums, was the one I remember was on Usenet. It was on Prodigy before on Usenet. It and this was a splinter Usenet. group that yeah. moved? Uh, yeah, wow, that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Were, yeah. So, Were you in it? Hardcore. I read Dragon stuff on Usenet, but I was I wasn't really part of it, I wouldn't say. You didn't name yourself? Because no, I was Codex I, Dragon. Why? Am I, uh, what were you? <laughs> Were Co- you Codex Dragon? Codex Dragon. That, so that's what really. So that's where you Codex, came, Codex from. came. You know, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny you bring up <laughs> Prodigy. You know, we just had our event um, downtown Austin uh, last weekend, and someone emailed me after the event, like talking about what a great time they had. They used a Prodigy email address, like last what? week, and I, I saw it. I was like, "How the fuck does that still work?" That's a new hipsterism. Right. It's, it's like take an obscure like uh, Alta Vista CompuServe. I knew Compu someone serve. who was really proud of his Rocket Mail address, which is what Yahoo Mail bought when they launched Yahoo Mail. <laughs> and it's like only Mail. if you had Rocket Mail before Yahoo bought it could you still have the Rocket Mail address. He's like, Yeah, I've got a Rocket Mail Genie? address. Genie was another one. Remember that? I had an account on Genie yeah. too. That and was like the- Was he like just go visit my website at GeoCities? <laughs> GeoCities. <laughs> <laughs> Tripod, what were some of those other ones? We should do that. Yeah. Can we buy those domains? Can we like just have like tripod.com? I'm talking GeoCities <laughs> right now. Let's see what it is. Yeah, it's just Yahoo. Yeah, Yahoo bought it. Yahoo it used to be it. so bad. It was like the bric-a-brac, you know, like scrapbooking of, of people's websites. Yeah, with the rainbow bar and the animated GIFs and all that oh, stuff. Oh, so bad. And then MySpace came along and took over all of that. Should we have Felicia, what, animated GIF or GIF? Where, what camp are you in? Um, I say GIF just because I like the the... Interesting. And, oh, I say I, I kind of waffle. Us, uh... when, whenever it comes out of my mouth, I grow self-conscious and then quickly say the other one just so someone thinks I'm right either way. So you very, just say both all the time. Passionate debate online. It, I don't. I, I I don't have. It's like who and whom or uh, effect f- effect. Yeah, my. Uh, I get insecure whenever it comes out of my mouth. What did I? Was it effect or effect? There was another one. Uh, damn it! I can't remember what it was. There was some. I guess I got the effect and effect rule mis- messed up. Where one's a verb. And one is a uh, noun, and you use one for the other. There was another word that I associated with that, but it just wasn't true. I'm going to sit here for a minute and think about it. But, but it, it was, makes you insecure when you ha- when you say it that you might be, or maybe that's just me. Oh, sure. So also when you go to spell, and there's always the one word that you just can't spell. I always yep. get confused with, with sang and sung. Like, I never know when to use those. Sang and sung? Yeah, like he, he, he sung, sang that a song or he, or he sang, sang that. A song. Sang a song of sixpence. I sung as... You're, now you're ruining my We need life. a musical version of the podcast <laughs> just for Felicia. People get mad at us for getting science wrong all the time. Let's get grammar wrong now. Let's yeah, add, let's add that, those oh, that'll be great in. for us. That'll I be feel really like that's easier to get wrong. There's less leeway. Yeah, in, but there's less grammar. people to know when you're wrong. <laughs> I was I'm like, I, all I know is that I could do as like a rules maven is the gerund, like bringing, you know, you're always supposed to use that. I can't think of an example now, but the misuse of gerunds is very Wait, blatant. So what, where, what is the wrong one of bringing? I can't think Would it of be brought? 
Huh? Broughton? Broughton. Broughton. I go for some Broughtenwurst. Yeah. His, no, his bringing. It's, oh, that's it. It's possessive. You always have to use his, his the, the fact of his bringing rather than him bringing. Oh, I see. Okay. You have to use possessive when you're using a gerund. And that's literally the only grammar thing. Like, look at me. <laughs> Where my gerund's at. Yeah. Your gerund's showing, dude. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me read this. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy online payments. If you're building a mobile app and searching for a simple payment solution, check out Braintree. The Braintree V.0 SDK makes it easy to offer multiple mobile payment types. Start accepting PayPal, Apple Pay, Bitcoin, Venmo, cards, and more, all with a single integration. Braintree gives you an easy way to accept multiple payment types with one integration, quick, knowledgeable developer support if you have any questions. Uh, Simple, secure payments you can integrate in minutes. Uh, Developers, they got you. Don't worry about taking days to integrate your payments. With Braintree, it's done in minutes. Don't have time? Give them a call and they'll even handle the integrations for you and walk you through it. The Braintree code supports Android, iOS, and JavaScript clients. With the Braintree V.0 out, SDK, one small snippet of code, and you're set up in less than 10 minutes. To learn more and for your first $50,000 in transactions fee-free, go to braintreepayments.com slash roosterteeth. That's right there. Braintreepayments.com slash roosterteeth. You can be accepting all kinds of payments. Do you think you got twice as loud there? Is that how sound works? That's how sound really works. <laughs> Especially when I'm talking to the back of your microphone. <laughs> That's really how it projects. So I get so paranoid. I'm, I'm sitting here reading, right? And I'm looking at the iPad as I'm doing the, the read. And out of the top of my eye, I can see Bernie grabbing something. And I kind of started wanting to winch because oh, I thought you were going to throw something at me. <laughs> no, I was just showing off my ability to take the uh, beers off the ring. And here. then the company's like, why were, you, why were you cringing when you were reading our ad? Like, <laughs> like, I didn't want to get hit in the face. I'm trying That's to a hell of a promotion, house. though. The first $50,000 of payments are fee-free. Fee-free? What would it take for somebody new starting out to like generate $50,000 of payments? I mean, theoretically, you get that service and you wouldn't pay any fees. Mm-hmm. Is there a limit on the amount of time before you hit the 50K? I don't know. That's, 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 not, that's not right in front of me, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I assume sorry. there is. I, I, don't, I cannot tell you what that time is. Be sure is. to read all the rules before I participating. Felt, I felt so smart yesterday oh, because I you. figured out – well, I think I figured out something that – just kind of confused me for a while. Why are you laughing? Like a light switch? What was it? What was it that confused you? You know how when you get on a plane and the jetway attaches to the plane. Wait, let me role play. Okay. All right, I'm on a plane. You're okay. not on the plane yet. You're walking onto the plane. I'm walking on the plane. jetway. Here we go. Got right. it. Thanks. I'm walking on the plane. There's always an, uh, a person who has a limp that will not get out of the center of the aisle. There's just the people line. who don't it's understand how. Like it's uh, cons are the worst because it's like you're walking behind somebody and these people just literally stop to look at something in the middle <laughs> of a walkway and it's like or people who like gather in a doorway to have a conversation. Well, like, they just tie their shoe or, right in front of you and you go straight over. My favorite is the people who get to the top of the escalator and then stop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're moving here. We can't. We cannot stop. Anyway, so you're on a jetway. Yeah. So they attach the jetway to the plane and there's this weird wheel that like, kind of like sits against the plane. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I was. It's not one of those things where it's like, I wonder what that is. Never think about it again. And then until you're next on a plane, it's like, oh, it's that wheel again. There's a name for it. It's the uvula of the... (laughs) (laughs) A little grape. So the wheel, I figured it out. When the jetway gets heavy, the wheel rolls down the plane, and then it knows how much to adjust back up. And I think that's what the wheel's for. Oh, so that's what you think it's for. Yeah, but I was just like, that's probably totally what that's for. Like when the wheel rolls down, it lifts the jetway back up, like it knows, to, like a system knows all the people on the jetway. A system knows the circumference of the wheel. Yeah. So if it so moves, the jetway doesn't drop inch, yeah, down yeah. below the, the step. So here's what and I'm I hearing was, from this: 
Next time I get on a plane, I can reach up, grab that wheel, spin it, and it would launch it straight up in the air. <laughs> it that's might do. Like, yeah. Catapult? It might do. You can, you I don't get, think that's what that's for. You get you the destination even easier. What's the wheel for then? I think have, it's you, for, have you seen this wheel then? I have about. never seen the wheel. I always stand on the gangplank wait, um, and, and picture a disaster where it feels very unstable just as you're getting onto the plane and it collapses right as I get there. I thought I was the only one. It's a big drop. I, I think about it every time. Every single time. Every time I've like, flown five five times in the last week, and every time I have an anxiety attack. Actually, you know what I think? I would love an amusement park where we, they don't have like Superman rides. They have everyday situations that have disastrous scenarios <laughs> that happen. That's a and brilliant it. idea. I love like, it. You, get, you, go, you all pack into like a 737, and that's <laughs> all it is, and it's closed, and it's just like, ah, and everybody screams. <laughs> oh, my God. Or it's like you get into an elevator, and the doors close on your shoulders. You're like, yes. ow. Yes, and then you're actually physically injured. <laughs> right. oh, we could go through anxious thoughts all day, and I, could, I, I, I believe we would meet each other. So I would I love Gavin's I, ride. Gavin's ride would be like you get in the <laughs> elevator, and then just someone you don't know wants to talk to you. That would be Gavin's that ride. That would be a disaster. <laughs> and you would have headphones, and you'd put them on, and they would still talk to you. And then the elevator gets stuck. And you're there for half an hour. Ugh. Yeah. Gus, Gus's years would be the same thing, the small talk and hugs, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have to like just be in a room full of people you don't know who want to hug you. I had to hug someone yesterday. How did it go? It was awkward. Well, are you a germaphobe? No, I'm just like a weirdo about like touching. You hug fans though, right? Yeah. I'm going to go sit on you. No, don't, please. <laughs> I'm also a germaphobe. I, so I, I don't want to back off from that. I'm a germaphobe, but that has nothing to do with the hugging. So what happened when your pimple erupted this morning? Did you feel like this is when the plague starts? This is my, my boobos that's exploding? Uh, and I wasn't as worried about it because I was in the shower with soap, so I was able to clean it right away. Uh, that's okay. a full image you're painting for. Did it, like, go on the that. wall or anything? It did not go that far, no. But it did spray out a little bit. So I like to <laughs> fill Felician on something here. So Gus has a weird thing, too, where he has the world's worst superpower, where he is corrosive. Over a very long period of time, like his, he'll get a Mac laptop that's metal, and his palms will eat through the metal here. Like he can show you his laptop. Yeah. So has. like, especially if I'm playing like World of Warcraft or an MMO where like I need to sit for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So your your palms, are, yeah. Exactly. Over the course of a year, there'll just be like tiny pock marks all over. Like the it's, palm it's going rest. through the metal. So like when you pop a zit, is it like that scene in Alien when they pass, uh, <laughs> goes through like seven like, floors of the ship? Yeah. Does it like go down through the foundation of your yeah, house? It's going down to the Earth's core right now. <laughs> That's really interesting. So your pH balance is like crazy acidic. It huh? must be. Yeah. We think that if he was jailed, he could just hold the bars over time <laughs> and eventually <laughs> slowly. Get it. If you, uh, my my wife hates this, but if you um, if you look at like our bed sheets, you can tell what side of the bed I sleep on. Oh Christ! Uh, because it's just like slowly, partially eaten away. Uh, Wait, you, what? Yeah, you it's, it's, the fabric too. It's awful. Yeah. It's so if you were terrible. in a hammock for a long time, you'd eventually fall through. I don't know. Maybe. I feel it like could this could be a, really be a superpower. Time. Like you would be resistant yeah. to, to germs because you're so acidic, nothing can live inside you. Uh, I can't wait for the sequel of Fantastic Five with uh, with Acid Skin Man. <laughs> Slightly. Slightly like it's, not, it's not enough to do anything. It's over yeah. time. Don't worry, guys. I'll get us out of this jail cell. I'll give you three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your pH balance is like 6.8. <laughs> it's just slightly acidic. <laughs> also, like it would be fantastic four and a half. I don't know if I give you a full unit <laughs> for that power. A half might be generous even. <laughs> like the assistant. Have you seen the Great Lakes Adventures? Those are the fun, like Squirrel Girl is in there and, you know, Big Bertha. That's, no, I haven't seen that. That's a fun, like, I wish they'd make the con- that. Because they have yeah. really bad powers, but they're, it's really funny. It's it, they have small spinoffs in the Marvel universe. Those are the ones that I'm think I, I would go to the I would go see Squirrel Girl. Would you be Squirrel Girl? I want to be Squirrel Girl. I told the head of Marvel TV like a, a panel. I was like, make me Squirrel Girl. I feel like <laughs> you know. So I mean, I do have buck teeth in a way that it would be appropriate casting. Right? Casting. Let's just be honest. I know what, my face. What is so? I'm not a big I'm not a big comics fan. You know, I'm, I, it's something that I missed when I was younger. What is Squirrel Girl's power? She could call squirrels. So she's like she's Aquaman, but with just squirrels. Yep. It's mm-hmm. not a good power. It's a pretty popular comic, too. 
I, n- I haven't they read it. They just rebooted it. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. I haven't all, you know, collected Like, when would that... Well, I guess if you're writing a nut factory, that'd be really helpful. That's the whole point. She's useless. Right. Yeah, it's well, a lot, good one. But I feel like a lot of powers are useless, but you can apply them creatively, and it's great. So I guess like, I mean, it's, stretching. It's, oh, it's no. just the idea of there's all kinds. There's this gamut of superpowers, some which are really awesome, and then yeah. some which... This would be the subgroup of not awesome, I mean, in, in the Marvel Universe. I don't know. I don't know comics. To, I'm probably people are yelling at me right now. I don't care. I'm sorry, but I do <laughs> know about the Great Lakes Adventure. <laughs> one thing about the podcast is that people will talk to you in real time on social media about it. Like they're like, like Bernie, no, that happened in issue like 530. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, I'm just listening to the podcast. You guys, you're talking about Iron Man where he, you know, defeated the Mandarin, and that that was not issue 300. It was issue 530. I said I talked about that a year and a half ago, but it's like they're talking <laughs> to me like in real time because yeah. they're listening to it. In that is so yeah. Somebody all of a sudden next week will go like. Ugh. Yeah, it's you're not, inaccurate. You it's forgot. every rodent. It's not just squirrels. I am. Um, I couldn't get to sleep last night, so I was trying to find some videos that were kind of peaceful. I ended up watching like a twenty-minute compilation of chiropractic adjustments. That's that's to me. That's the one I love. like. People just popping backs what? and like yep. snapping necks, and the noises and like the groans afterwards. It's just like, that'll put oh. me to sleep in two seconds. Are you kidding? Is that ASMR? I mean, yeah. is that a subgroup of ASMR? I think it is. Okay. I would watch that, but it's just like. And they're like, oh, so good. Like, <laughs> it feels, sounds like it feels so good. Ga- Gavin, I, there's this really cool thing where Gavin and I watched this video of this guy in India. And apparently when you get a haircut in India, they also give you a head massage. Mm. And this guy got a head massage. And it's more than that. Thing. He's like doing spiritual stuff. He's like pulling energy down and like yeah. flinging shit. Cosmic energy pulling it out of the universe and, yeah. and do it. But like that video has... 8 million views for that one video what? the guy recorded that and then now there's been 13 other installments of this web series but it's all made by different people they all go find this guy in India and they all get record themselves getting their head massaged by this guy it's cool. and Bye-bye. this web series has like 50 million views but it's like 8 different people that have worked on it or 13 now different is it people. on the same channel? no Different channels. You're making it sound like it's like they all know each other. It's, just, it's really just, it's just people different going people going this. to see this guy. But they name it like part 12, part 13. Oh, they do? Yeah, they do. <laughs> World's Greatest Head Massage, part 13. Do you think people see. have ever argued about which part? It's like, no, I've got 13. It's true. The simultaneous upload. Yeah. It's like, no. That it's would be take yours down. Yeah. They all, they're like, or they end up in the waiting room with somebody else with a video camera. They're like, I'm, <laughs> I, I still I'm feel like 14. the original is the best one, though, because he really did start sort of pandering towards the camera towards the end. It's like oh, giving it like extra sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're First up to 15 one. now. Oh, wow. January 10th, 2015. There might be one later. Is and it we... all guys or the oh, women get is. their hair too? Or No, it's, it's guys and girls. There you go. Guy. It's Baba. That's oh, him. Here we go. So he's like, you might see him do some like, I don't know which one this is. It gives good Patrick, rides. which one so, is this? What's he doing? 16. 16. So this is part of a haircut? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do like a full upper body. I would hate this. No, I don't like it at all. I just want, like, I, I hate enough when they have to, like, adjust me or touch me. Like, I just want when scissors on my When I go to get my nails done, it. I'm like, I want them painted. I do not want anything else done. Do not massage me. Do not put, like, lotion. But do, does it not feel good to you? No, like, when you just get, like, it. a little bit of, like, ooh, a bit of pressure release. No, when people touch my fingers, <laughs> I want to poke them in the eye, kind of like a stooge. Uh, <laughs> I want to go. There's, like, a recent thing where, like, now it's, like, some barbers will have, like, a little shoulder massager yeah like that they think they're uh, strapped to the back yeah, of their hand i don't want that yeah. and, and i was like i don't know how to communicate like i'd be like no no it's the hair that's it just tell them that yeah. well i mean people always go too far with you, you people, you, people trim your eyebrows at your haircuts yeah wait what yeah, yeah like there's one come on there's one place i've had to stop going to because uh like i'll have my eyes closed because they'll be like cutting my bangs mm-hmm. and then the next thing i know i feel like a comb on my eyebrows and I'd be like, that's weird. And it's like, snip, snip. I'm like, oh, fuck. They're, they're trimming yeah. my eyebrows. But that's a good even, thing. You need to keep those trimmed. You don't want to be that guy with they like. didn't ask. That's true. Yeah, but you, he also has this thing, too, where he's super awkward and won't 
correct anybody either. So he'll get, I do the same thing. Yeah. I'll just let people do whatever, and I'll be like, I feel violated, but I'm letting yeah. this happen. Just be so. quietly fuming. Yeah, don't oh, cut my the cuticles. Beast's hand don't. on your leg. <laughs> how, do you, how do you stop someone after they've already made the first cut on yeah, your there's eyebrow? There's nothing you can do. It's like you're fucked at that point. They got, you you got to let them finish. You just immediately, when they touch your eyebrow, go, no, don't do that. I, I, mean, I didn't know that was what was going on. Yeah, but he also did a thing. Like Gus got in a situation one time where he rented a storage unit. And oh, yeah. <laughs> he sat there. They made him get on Yelp and make a Yelp account and then rate them up. What? Like, and he went along with the whole thing. And then he, he's so passive aggressive. He went home and was like, no, one star. So, like, no, what? what, what, <laughs> what wait, was it? You, it, didn't even do that. you it deleted was, it. It was a Google review. They was like, do you have Google on your phone? I was like, yeah, of course I do. Like, oh, here, look up our location. Here, give us five stars. And then what? I was like, say oh. something personal about it. Say, yeah, say, 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 say something personal about me. My name's John. He like points at his name time. I'm like, uh, okay. So then I left. Then I immediately deleted it. But then I had to come back the next day, and they're like, oh, we, I was looking for your review last night. I couldn't find <gasps> it anymore. What happened? I was like, motherfucker. So you have to do it again. <laughs> I had to do it again. Ugh. Awful. Yeah. So and I always do that when I go. I, I have the same exact problem. I, I And I've been trying to train myself to just say, okay, you don't want that. Because when you go get a facial as a lady, they always try to upsell you, kind yeah. of like you're buying a car. It's like, no, you want the dermabrasion. You want the oxygen. You want the special serum peel. And I'll go like... I'm naked under the sheet. I guess do whatever. I you mean, already have my wallet. You already have my corner. wallet. It's in the corner. Yeah, it's in the locker. I can't do anything. Go ahead, oxygenate my face, which makes no scientific sense that oxygen on my skin would make it any better. So, so don't ever get a facial. That's what I'm saying. I, I will not. So in those situations where you're quietly livid, do you tip still? Um, do you tip that, yes. do you tip that eyebrow cut? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I can't. I, I, even if I'm like, because I'm the same way. Like I will never say anything. And I, I still can't tip nothing. Like I've never done that because I just feel weird. You've become really? so Americanized. I thought in the UK you don't tip though. Uh, you still tip at restaurants. You don't tip for like a coffee or something. What about like a bellman? Oh, I, I saw a thing where the other day, you know, you travel out of the Austin airport sometimes, I assume. Yes. They have the Schlotzky's there, mm-hmm. which is an Austin chain oh. that went out to the rest of the world. They have kiosks where you just order your sandwich <gasps> there and you get exactly what you want. You just punch in. Nobody takes your order. You do it with a computer, which I love. I think that's great. Yeah. Because then I don't have to like – I can like – sometimes it'll be like, I don't want tomatoes, but I don't want to be a hassle either. So I just order the regular sandwich and pick off the tomatoes. Sometimes I'll do that. But with a kiosk, you can do whatever you want to. Last time I was at the airport, I was at the kiosk, there was a tip cup on top of it. It said tips. I'm like – what is this? Wait, what? Yeah, that is the only human evidence around was the fact there was a tip cup right there. Wait, what are you they, tipping the kiosk? I don't know what yeah, you're did doing. Yeah, they split it evenly across all the kiosks? <laughs> I mean, it's like some dude who was flying out later that day. He's like, I'm just going to put this tip jar up here, and then I'll, <laughs> I'm going to get some move. cash out of this. Well, I mean, there's someone making the sandwich. Maybe it's for them. Yes, that's exactly right. But then put that where you pick up the sandwich. Doesn't exactly. that make more sense? Exactly, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Why would you tip a machine? Yeah, there's a yeah. person there. It's so bizarre. The Unless it's a sentient machine. <laughs> you put a battery in it. Or when, when you get a stick. Here's a couple of gigs for you, buddy. <laughs> Hope you make it through. Like tipping in a bar was new to me. You would, I would never do that in England. Ordering a you don't tip in a bar? No. Oh, Jesus. What about a bartender? That's their whole point. No, you don't do that. Can I let you know? That's why they're always hot. <laughs> I mean, not, not, have you been to the UK? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anybody with an accent is automatically hotter to me. Mm. What is what is that? What what is that? It's Felicia, just, explain that. Ju- I don't know. It's my lady genetics. It's a female thing for sure, right? Well, that, I don't what, want to paint the whole gender I, with. All oh, right, we're not. I mean, we're just talking. I don't here. know. Dude, if, yeah, dudes are also into uh, women with. You're accents. saying that a French woman who came up is like, "Hey, Bernie, would you like me to take me to dinner?" That would. Yeah, I would absolutely. But that wouldn't right. be like that. Wouldn't be like an automatic trigger. It seems like it's an automatic trigger. There's a, we had a lot of people come in from RTX, one of these guys uh, that we know from New Zealand. He worked on our, our, on our Lord of the Rings series that we did. Nick. And uh, you would have liked that series, actually. It was, it was more of a reality one, but the guys 
walked from the set of the Shire where they filmed it to the where they did Mordor. They carried oh, a ring. That's cool. So they marched all the way across New Zealand. It took them like six days. They almost died. These guys were not in good shape. Anyway, um, anyway, Nick, Nick, their guide, came up and he's he's been coming up. And I was he's been living in the UK. And I asked him, does the Kiwi accent does it like help you as much in the UK as it does in America? He goes, nope, it's just nope. America. He goes, it's like a superpower in America. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's different combinations of stuff too. Like for example, the American accent I find very attractive in women. But when a dude is talking American, it's like, chill out. See, that's why I have a visceral reaction to it. It's because I didn't start traveling internationally until we started doing Red vs. Blue. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when Red vs. Blue was popular was when we had a very unpopular president in office globally. Oh, bad. So everywhere I went as an American dude traveling internationally, I, it wasn't like, oh, you're American. It wasn't like World War II, you know, where you I was like, a soldier. You're like, no, I'm Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all he wanted to do was talk to me about Bush and yeah. the war and everything else. And yeah. it was like – and I get it, but it was like traveling as an American, I didn't have that accent superpower everywhere else. I don't know why everyone hated him so much because he was so funny. <laughs> funniest I don't know. I don't ever <laughs> had. And he was great at dodging shoes and all that stuff. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was entertaining. Uh, yeah, I, I one. Well, I, then you're you're probably a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped in. Uh, I kind in, of am in a weird way. I have to say, I have to say I'm a little bit of a Trump supporter. Why? Because it's entertaining. He's a we liar. We don't need that. What? He's filth. I, I mean, uh, allegedly. Be, just not to get overly political. I'm probably not going to vote Republican anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, so it, does, it doesn't really matter to me what the other candidate is. But if Trump is elected or nominated, I can't imagine that Trump would be elected. But if Trump got elected, that would be really. It's bizarre. like electing sexism and racism. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a real thing to me. I, it's a it's Am a I perfor- weird? it's like performance art at this yeah. point. It's kind of like Ed Norton or wait Shia LaBeouf when he's like in a bubble on Times Square <laughs> or something. Because <laughs> think mean, about how much promotion he's getting. How much can it possibly cost him? Nothing. He, he's actually raising money. He's going during to, the process. Yeah, exactly. You, well, that's I, a lot of people run for president just to raise their pr- speaking prices. Uh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so messed up. But it it's like it's a ton up. of free publicity on every major news network, and it doesn't cost him anything. And that's kind of what he lives off of, right? It's interesting. Well, yeah, I, I, I had not, money, I had not right? thought about the speaking angle, the speaking fees angle. Yeah. Where do you think Donald Trump is doing speaking engagements? This is we never the, the, the G7 the summit. Yeah, <laughs> we get him for. Can we get him for RTX next year? Oh, my God. He's the only dude I've ever heard of. He built a hotel in Las Vegas that doesn't have a casino. Explain that to me. How do you build a hotel in Las Vegas? Trump Tower doesn't have a casino. No, that big gold tower has no casino in it. It's like a big tower of pimps. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And you got to go You got to go somewhere else. And, and it's far from casinos. Well, it's like on the north end of the strip. The closest one, I think, is the Wynn. And even that's like kind of walkable. The Wynn is far. Yeah. And the, the Wynn is far. It's very purple. Very regal. It's not as far as Circus Circus. No, you go, Cir- you Circus go- Circus is like right in the middle. No. Circus Circus is way it is past the win. Excalibur is my favorite. Is it really? It's just so bad. I, I was at Excalibur. It was the only place that was still had reservations. I was at Y2K for New Year's. I went to oh. Vegas because I figured if everything was going to shut down, I wanted to be in Las Vegas on the strip. The only place I could get a room was Excalibur. <laughs> the the- the, the first time I ever went to Vegas, Bernie took me. I did. Uh, and we uh, we decided to walk. We started at the Wynn and we walked all the way down the strip. Like we 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 stopped to the at every casino. Oh, that's really far. And yeah, it, it was it was a long. It, it took hours and hours. I mean, it took forever. It was like a day basically. I had and, new shoes too, new dress shoes. Rookie mistake. Yeah, <laughs> we got. I ate through the back of my heels. By yeah. the time we got down to where like Excalibur is, we were really drunk, and we decided that 
if we looked at the wizard on top of Excalibur, it was bad luck. <laughs> you remember this? I do. I do remember that. Now you say it. I and we had like these little, these little like drink stirs, and you had to look at him and say "zot" and like zap him, nine zap years his old? bad luck back at him. <laughs> Otherwise, we were gonna have bad luck the rest of the trip. Oh, thank God we can edit stuff out of this. <laughs> I'm totally editing that out. So every time I see him now, I still think "zot." <laughs> There was there was a crazy milestone that I hit on social media, something I'd never seen on social media before, and it was Phil DeFranco that posted it. Yeah, we said about like on social media how it's just people cherry picking, and it's basically like a long narrative. People are writing about their own life, where they you know the stuff they put up is like all the best things about their life, or the other way, people some people only put up the worst things in their life, and their whole life is like they're writing this like tragic narrative. But Phil DeFranco was the first person I've ever seen on social media. He kind of disproved my theory. Uh, he wrote on Twitter that he lost money in Vegas. And now he said, you can tell a lot about social media by the fact that nobody ever loses money in Vegas on social media. Everybody's a huge winner. or Everybody always mm-hmm. makes a ton of money. And if that were the case, Las Vegas would not have those big buildings. Right. You know, but yeah. everybody's a big winner on social media. They all leave Vegas up like 1400 bucks or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. and yep. Tilda Franco was like, ah, I just lost a ton of money in Vegas this week. Oh, well. No big deal. Was it you? Like uh, someone, I think it might have been you, Bernie. Someone in the past two years, I think, like recontextualized all of Vegas for me. Like I love going there. It's beautiful, all these giant buildings. And whoever I was with, and again, I think it was you, said, it's really crazy to look at all these buildings and think every person you see here is paying for this. Like (laughs) all of this is built on the loss of everyone else who's coming here. And I've never been able to look at Vegas the same way again since then. I don't like like Vegas particularly. I always lose exactly $40 on kitty glitter. Which is a specific slot that I always look for, oh, and it's a kitten buying glitter for your cat. No, no, <laughs> it's like the only place you can get it. Yeah, it's in Vegas alone. It's a slot machine called Kitty Glitter, and I put forty bucks in, always lose it immediately, and then I go see a Cirque du Soleil show and buy like a fifty dollars steak, and that is my Vegas experience. Yep, every single time. Every single time, Next Kitty time Glitter and me. Stop all the time. Stop by New York, New York, and see a, a rotting steak in a in a glass behind a glass <laughs> I'm window. I'm never getting aged beef now. Ever. Oh, there's kitty glitter. They're so fast yes, on the uptake. Thank you. These. God, they're really oh. fast back there. Is that Grumpy Cat? No, he's way too happy. That's just one variation. Sometimes the kitten is bigger, but it is a consistent brand across. You know, I, I, I was attracted to the Plants vs. Zombies, and I'm like, nope, go back to kitty glitter. Yeah. There's a Ghostbusters uh, slot machine that I liked. I normally don't like slot machines at all. I went to uh, – we just had to go to uh, Cannes for – uh, Fancy. Some, yeah, for some big like TV international TV market, we went there, and then my girlfriend Ashley and I, we thought we're we're here. Let's just get in a car and spend a week and drive around, you know. So we went into Italy, and then we went to uh, Monte Carlo, which is like right there in southern France. It's Coupier. like, dude, that is like, you know, per capita the highest dollar per person in the world. You know, what I mean, it's just like ridiculous. Um, so we went to the the, the famous casino in Monte Carlo. And I was thinking, oh, that's where James Bond did Baccarat. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's going to be really cool and awesome. We got all dressed up and went. It was all fucking, it was all machines like that. The whole no. thing. It was, it was like this like centuries old building and then people playing kitty glitter. <laughs> it was so disappointing. That's really disappointing. Did you see Croupier, the, the Daniel Cray? Yeah, that was the first one, his first movie. No. Never been hotter. Really? Yeah, just one of the best movies. Really? You think he's never been hotter? He isn't never. aging well, you think? Never. No, yeah. I just, I'm not a big fan of him as James Bond. Really? I, I came from he's the- class. He's class. He's okay. I mean- Who's your Sean Connery guy? Who's I'm your favorite more, James Bond? I'm, I'm sorry, Pierce Brosnan, but I was oh, obsessed yeah, with him call. as a kid. A good, so. good call. He's def- I wouldn't say that he's definitive Bond, but he's my definitive Bond. It's kind of like you have your who- He's. I have yeah. tenant is my definitive who. Yeah, oh, I agree with you on that. One. Yeah, Absolutely. but so it's just a generational thing. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I. I'm probably one of the only people in the world 
that Roger Moore is my favorite. Really? Bond. Yeah, because he was Bond I, when you. Yeah, were born? he was all the Bond stuff that I saw. He's as a your kid. affirmative Bond. Yeah, yeah. Piss Brosnan's um, Moonraker. Come on. I'm a Lazenby fan. George Lazenby. Lazenby. You? you are wow. not. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm the Australian kidding. model who was Bond once. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> Who's yours? Yeah, Piss Brosnan. Timothy probably. Dalton. Just because it was like I got into. I think Goldeneye was the first Bond movie. Goldeneye's a really good. Well, Although Sean Connery runs are they're pretty like campy, but they're pretty good. He's camp, but I like that sense of camp. I ha- I kind of resent it when people are like, "Now this is serious." <laughs> I, I get a little bit uppity, you know. Do I- you know that Pierce, uh, not Pierce Brosnan, Sean Connery wore a hairpiece in every Bond movie. He was bald. He was bald back yeah, then. Yeah, he had like only hair around here. Really? So the top of his head is always a wig in every Bond movie. Well, you just ruined it for. <laughs> I mean, if everybody he- on TV has fake hair on, like any girl who has nice curls, those are, that's fake hair under there. Oh, really? Yeah, they're clip-ins and stuff. You can <laughs> see them at the drugstore, but they're like expensive <laughs> versions of those in every girl's head. The, the professionally applied kind. Yeah. <laughs> they went boy CBS. Here, I'm going to I'm going to read this other thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by MeUndies. 90%. That's the percent of your life that you're in your underwear and underwear gets old. You know the feeling of putting on old, saggy underwear. You need to know the feeling of great fitting underwear that's two times softer than cotton. You need to know about MeUndies.com. MeUndies has the most comfortable underwear you'll ever try on. It's insane how good they make you feel. They fit perfectly, they don't ride up on you, and they literally pull moisture away from your skin so you stay cool. But they also make you look great. Go to MeUndies.com slash roosterteeth, uh, but you have to try them for yourself. The quality would typically retail for two times the MeUndies price. No retail middleman means more savings for you. Just go to MeUndies.com slash roosterteeth, get 20% off your first order, and low flat rate international shipping. Save even more when you buy a pack of them. They guarantee you're going to be happy with them or your first pair is free. Once you feel MeUndies on your body, you're never going to go back. Uh, MeUndies isn't just for guys. They just launched their All of Me Women's Collection. It's a four-piece line of undies designed specifically for the female body. But to get that 20% off, you have to go to MeUndies.com slash roosterteeth. That's MeUndies.com slash roosterteeth. I... Um. Yeah. Thank you, Meandies, for sponsoring the podcast. We were talking about um, slot machines, and it made me think about a conversation I had with someone <clears throat> recently. So, you know, there's this there's this thought in Vegas now when it comes to like casinos and gambling about how they're trying to figure out how to attract younger people, you know, younger people who play you know video games or like looking for a more interactive element as opposed to just you know static tumblers turning. That's a challenge for everybody is now, isn't and, it? Trying to figure out what young people want. Trying right. to get them off the internet, essentially. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if you had almost like 5v5 setups of slot machines, where it's people playing against each other, almost like MOBA style, where you have like a combination MOBA slot machine game, where you're like covering different territories and competing against five other people on other slot machines looking directly at you? It's like pouring money into it. Right. And then in the end, like the casino just wins or even more money. just let people go competitively play there. Play a MOBA. Sure. I mean, why not do that? Why not? You're going to have a gaming. They have poker lounges. Now the poker's gotten so big. Why not have a gaming lounge? You can bring your own computer you lounge. play against other people. And you know it's a, it's their machine, so you mm. know it's a secure environment. You know it's fair and everything. You know there's no hacks or anything like that. You guys need to open one. Well, yeah. There's you, all these good ideas well, we're giving away on this podcast. You think about Come like on. a sports book. Essentially, like the sports book is just giant cubicles with little TV screens. Yeah. There's already the space where you can just stick, fucking stick a gaming computer in there and start playing. Sure. Yeah, you absolutely could. And they, if it gets big enough, they just start doing, uh, you know, tournaments on TV. ESPN did coverage of uh, the international, and it was really interesting to watch the those sports anchors talk about uh, uh, Dota Two. It was really interesting. Was it was it well commentated? Were there? Well, they had somebody. They actually had the sideline reporter from it, but it was like two normal ESPN anchors, and they were talking about. It, and they were comparing the purse at the international to being higher than the Masters, higher than Wimbledon, 
and higher than the Kentucky Derby, you know, the, the overall purse for it. Mm-hmm. And it was two people talking back and forth, and they were doing that horrible thing when people don't know anything about the thing they're talking about, especially when it's technology. And they're just like, can you believe it? People watch other people play a video game. Oh, God. Wow. There's a female reporter and a guy reporter, and the guy was this old white-haired dude. He's like, he's like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Like, he knew that he didn't know how big it was, but he was, like, very self-aware. You could watch him, <laughs> like, I don't want to be the clip. Like passed around the internet, it's like no, they, they really like it. Just people watching other people play a video game. That's really strange. I guess a lot of people do it. They fill stadiums. <laughs> I guess we're really showing our age here. <laughs> you know, start to sweat it. He's like, shut up, up, shut up. You're driving into the wall. Yep. We're gonna be on the front page of Reddit tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I always think that too. It's like with video games and like esports and everything else. It's like we have now. The international and those big things, and those are in stadiums. And then, of course, there's a lot of stuff over in Asia that's huge like that. But like most of the esports stuff are not those big events. Most of them are like hotel ballrooms. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? They're still at that level. And well, it's the like, ball, they the bar entry is high. Like, you know, when I, I've been to BlizzCon for like, you know, seven, eight years now. And, you know, I'll stop and I'll watch some WoW because I know that. Like, I've played WoW so much that I'm like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm following this. But. As far as StarCraft goes, like, I, I know the game and I've, I've played a little bit, but I'm not yeah. an expert enough to, you know, the bar to entry to be a, uh, an active spectator is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially with, you know, Dota and stuff. I just started playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm because my brother's really into it. Now I'm like, oh, I get this game, but it took mm-hmm, like right. a couple of weeks before I was even semi-competent, which I'm not even claiming I'm semi-competent now. But at least now I have the vocab and it's, it's, it's hard to get in. Yeah. I, it would be fun to be able to sit there and watch. My brother went for a week to, to the... The international, but I I really wouldn't know where to start uh, to appreciate the 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 level. Even of as a gamers. spectator, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like that with golf. I grew up when there was golf on TV every weekend. I'm like, who's watching golf? Exactly. And I would go past it. I was like, it's unbelievable. I played golf twice, and immediately I found myself watching golf mm-hmm. on TV. You watched golf on TV? No, I found myself uh, doing it. I wouldn't say that I watched. I've I'm never known how do they track the ball. Like ah, how are the cameramen? So they, they zoom in. The ball's like this big on the screen. Yep. It's got to be they, some kind of software, right? There's no way like it's got to be like a human can do that. It's amazing. Yeah, this is like on the floor and then whoop, never yeah. leaves the frame. I'm like, you're a genius. They how just do you... don't publicize whatever sensor they have to do yeah, that. Right. It's probably it's just, just like just bring it and like so the camera goes to them. It's probably just have a chip, gallery. a chip in the ball or something. Or it's it's got to be some kind of detection of like the color of the ball. I don't know. I don't know. I you, can't... you can't do it when you're out there. When somebody hits a drive. Like, there'll be four people going, is that it? Is that it? Like, you're like, it's harder. And can you imagine having one of those big-ass TV cameras doing yeah. it? So impossible. You mentioned uh, BlizzCon. Did you see, I think, yesterday or the day before they announced what the BlizzCon pet for this year is? <gasps> um, was it the moose? It's, or somebody else? What was it? Illidan Murky. No, yeah. What? Yeah, so it's like, all right, I'm getting, I'm getting a virtual ticket, or I'm going, or something. Are you gonna go? You gotta go. I only, I've only ever, been, I went to the first one, and I haven't been to another one since then. How big is it now? It's, it's pretty big. It's pretty great. Yeah, I've only missed, I missed last year, I think, because I was working on Supernatural or something. But I've, you know, I was out there handing out bookmarks in 2007 of trying to get people to watch the Guild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wrote about, I, 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 as I was writing about it in my book, I was like having a flashback to trying to like, hey, would you like to see this website? No, no, okay, yeah. <laughs> No, you guys had a huge panel like a couple of years later there, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been really great supporters. Uh, they, they were great supporters of uh, of the show when it was on. And, um, you know, just being able to go down and tour and just uh, so helping us, setting up booths for us to like kind of, yeah. um, you know, sign and stuff like that. Which so, uh, which con did you show the Do You Want to Date My Avatar video? That was at Comic-Con 2008, I think, or nine. I'm not sure. Uh, I remember yeah. that. It's like, that was like the huge thing. That we, that, yeah. It's well, I, didn't, I didn't go to that convention, but. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was Comic-Con. We, we dressed the in internet. the outfits yeah. and we were just like, ta-da. 
Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. I watched the video and then I watched the uh, the audience reaction video. Well, just like from someone filming in the audience, they went ape. They were, yeah, they it was crazy. it was crazy, and they wouldn't give us a big enough room so that we we, we were in a room like with five hundred people, and we asked to upgrade because we we're like we definitely will fill. Yep. They had like a thousand people outside trying to get in, yeah. and that the next year we got upgraded the Indigo, which we've been in for the last you know set six years. It, it's so frustrating about Comic Con. You have to cause like a traffic jam before they pay attention to you. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to it, basically the way Comic Con works is you have to upset a bunch of people before <laughs> they they do anything. Like well, that's the only way they moved our booth. Remember? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think it's a uh, you know digital is like we're the the outsider people and we gotta have to show people well, that we have a was, I think it's right. changing now a lot. I don't know. We were at VidCon and like the phenomenon of you know these the especially vloggers and like homegrown people like having millions of followers yeah. is now finally the Hollywood uh, boat is like, whoa, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Slow turn. Sometimes it feels like they're sprinting in this direction. Then sometimes it was a guy from a major network that I talked to. He goes, yeah, I'm just – my first year at VidCon, he goes, I'm here. I'm trying to figure out uh, – you know, I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. And I was like, figure all this stuff out? Yeah, you're it was way 2015. late. It's like the yeah. sixth of so, I mean, It's if, like if, being in a building that's on fire and be like, I'm going to read about fire on Wikipedia. <laughs> See what that's all about. If nothing else, the biggest like telling – sign for me this year at San Diego Comic-Con. I hadn't been to San Diego Comic-Con in five years. This was the first time I'd been since 2010. And I'm out there in our booth, and I look up, and there's this old, faded-ass sign above our booth that says Web Comics. And I look around, I'm like... (laughs) There are no web comics here. No. Like yeah. it's like us and Mega Sixty Four and like other online content creators. Like, why the fuck is this sign here? Like it's still like. <laughs> well, most people are up. just moving. Off. I mean, yeah. I had a booth there for four years, and eventually we just got stomped on by like the Warner Brothers booth or whatever, mm-hmm. and we just let our lease go. Um, and now it's actually the, valuable real estate, huge you know, yeah. real estate, because yeah. it's grandfathered in. Yep. You basically automatically get the booth, so it's hard to get booths. But all the indie people are just leaving because they can't sell anything because people are there for Hasbro and and to get free bags and stuff. So yep. this. This year, we were, you know, Legendary um, uh, owns my company now, and so we were at the stadium and mm-hmm. had a huge offsite event with Nerdist um, at the at the stadium. That was awesome. Oh, I'm so yeah, glad Petco. you came over. Yeah, yeah, at Petco Park. So that was a huge upgrade, but it kind of made me sad for the days where you could actually be an indie artist on the floor, and yeah. that's just not what that con is anymore. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all big companies, and you know, it's places like Dragon Con that can still support those RPG makers and the, and the artists and stuff, mm-hmm. which is still it, I love that con too. So Penny Arcade was didn't have a booth this year. Which for the first time in wow. that I can remember, yeah, Penny Arcade. Yeah, I think last year after San Diego Comic Con, they announced that that was their last one. Yeah. And then I immediately emailed them. I was like, give me your booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's good. really smart. Sign it over. Well, they have we their own cons that are so huge. So. Yeah, which is the, it's kind of the best thing about it is they don't have to travel as much. Yeah, and I still yet to be to, to your con. I was not able to do it uh, but last, last week. So. Well, you should definitely come ne- next, next year. Next year, I will definitely be Actually, there. we're doing uh, – do you go down to Australia much? I know sometimes you're down for Supernova and stuff. I've been once. I need to I, – I get invited a lot. It's just hard to – to yeah. take the time out. When are you, are you guys having an event there? We're doing RTX in Australia in January. January oh, 23rd and 24th. Okay. Sydney, the Australia Technology Park. Buy your tickets now, rtxau.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah let me think about it. You should come down. Australia's fun. I mean, it's like the audiences down there are really tremendous. The nice thing about Supernova uh, is they tend to like put the uh, events back to back. So you can go to two events in one trip. Yeah, that's what I did know? when the one time I went. It's just really hard, and I've been on uh, book tour. I will have been on book tour for six weeks. <laughs> that's a Damn. lot of travel. Yeah, it's a lot of travel. So I kind of need to actually make more stuff <laughs> for a while. Man, I am like – uh, I, I've always been a reader my whole life, but I haven't had much time to read recently. And I just got caught up on 
The Martian. Have you read The Martian? Uh, it's on my Kindle. I need to read it. You'll, as a math major, you will love I just it. finished I it finally. Yeah. Oh, it my God. It's so good. Yeah, it's really um, good. The really new good. Neil Stevenson book is amazing about the moon blowing up and like what happens after that. Oh, yeah? It's unbelievable. So that's the book I'm trying to finish what right now. What happens after the moon blows up? you you got to read the book. I'm not going to tell <laughs> I, you the I, log line. I love Neil Stevenson, but I feel like – I don't, I haven't heard about They're this one yet. They're very large But books. yeah, I feel like over time his books have just been like getting larger and larger. Like is this like a two-parter? Like you legally can't carry one? Yeah, like you, the book the, is one, you can't fit it in your carry-on? Yeah. yeah, no, the Baroque cycle was one I just could not get through. But everything else he writes, um, the one-offs. I just like – I appreciate a guy who's like, this is not an eight-parter. Yeah. Let's just get it done. <laughs> yeah, the, and the, uh, I always appreciate somebody who starts something. They have like the – whatever the fascination is with the trilogy in our culture. Oh, yeah. Where everything has to be a trilogy. I was like, or a trilogy would, into a four-movie deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anybody – like they – you know, they'll turn it into like the third one. They break it up into two books. That's a new thing now. That's the new version of the trilogy. I'm just always like somebody who does – even like a two-part thing is amazing to me. It's just like, wow, you did two parts and you were able to tell something and, you know, just two stories. You didn't have to break it out into three. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading right now. I just finished The Martian and I just started reading uh, Gary Widow's book and then I'm going to read your book after that. If do you I know it, if Gary? Do you know him personally? Yeah. He's amazing. Follow- I was a huge fan of Book of Eli when that movie came out and I was like just like crowing about it on the podcast. Well, he's a gamer. Yeah. Like he started as a video game writer. Which I think is really awesome. He's one of those people I only know through social media. So oh, social me, media friend. Yeah, so he sent me a copy of, of his book, and I kind of like I was just so busy I hadn't got to, I hadn't I almost said I hadn't gotten to it. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't read it, and uh, then the book came out, and I was like I started reading it the day it came out, you know, because I was like I realized how far behind I was on it. So it's hard when you know a lot of authors. I have like arcs um, in getting trying to, trying to get blurbs for my for my book. I'd say hey, and then they automatically send their book back. So yeah. it's like oh gosh, uh, I need to read about ten books, which all of them are great because all the authors are amazing but um it almost feels like uh you 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 have to keep up with the media or it just piles up Mm -hmm. around you like here's my steam library and here's (sighs) the list of books my friends have made and here are the ones i you know i don't know but i want to read you can read books while you look at loading screens and we're playing steam games exactly (laughs) yeah you know who's not like that is you do have to keep up with artists you know that do things the one group of people and i kind of appreciate this that's not like that are online video people youtube people for lack of a better term it's like you'll be you'll meet somebody at a party and you're like, oh, hey, so-and-so, Tom Ska. It's like, I, I'm, I've, you know, I'm, I'm familiar. I saw the ASDF movies. I got to make all this other stuff, too. It's like, I've never seen that. He goes, I don't care. <laughs> it's, like, it's like literally, it's like when people tell me, like, oh, I don't ever watch your stuff. I go, of course you don't. It's like there's so much stuff to watch out there. It doesn't offend me at all when someone doesn't watch something that we do. By the way, we know personally. Tom Ska's other stuff is really funny. It is really funny. <laughs> I just, really I just watched I some it. of his shorts uh, that he did about uh, – he did a, a short about like a gambling thing that went wrong, and it was really really funny. I met you Rebecca Black. And ASDF yesterday. is not actually like he doesn't animate ASDF. He gets other no, animators yeah, he, in there. He writes in those voices. Yeah. And I watched the the thing with Tom Scott that's interesting is his vlog is really interesting because it's like it seems to be the pattern is that he makes a vlog and then makes an apology vlog immediately afterwards. Like he, I've never seen anyone make so many like conciliatory <laughs> ap- apology videos ever. Does he just have a really like emotional audience? Yeah, he does have a very sensitive audience. He's also very outspoken about like just bullshit that he hates on online. Oh, I see. Okay, it's it really hard though. If you're making videos, you you can't just make one video. No, you have to make a million videos, and therefore all you're doing is consuming your own content by making it. And when do you have time to actually consume other people's content? No, it's so much. It's so much. Do you ever you watch your own old crap though? Like I can't watch early slimmer guy stuff. Just really? Weird. Really? Why yeah. not? Because of your hair. <laughs> <laughs> just to throw something out there well it's, it's funny i, I just why, why rewatched. Can't you, watch you can't smell yourself in a video <laughs> what's the problem i just rewatched your champagne one yesterday 
Oh yeah, that was just... like four years ago, and I looked at it. I was like, Gavin looks like he's twelve, and your hair, it, your hair was like stupid. I was it looks more, great now. A lot more clean shaven too. Yeah. Well, I, I have that. I've talked about it before. I have that weird thing where Red vs. Blue is now at thirteen seasons. So I don't remember what I wrote in season three or season four. I don't remember it. But my That's brain wrote moment. it, so my brain thinks it's funny as hell. <laughs> so it's like this weird thing where I can watch it. And I'll just sit there and laugh at my own stuff. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's just a weird offshoot it's of having... all you do at night. You're yeah. just, you go home, let's watch some of me. No, it's like, it's great because we can go, we can go to an event and we show something. I never... One thing I really don't like doing more than watching old stuff is I don't like watching my own stuff with an audience. Why? I don't oh, know why. Oh, that's awkward. I don't know why. That's like having public sex. I actually... It's, yeah, oh, what? Way to put it. yeah, it is like having public sex. I, I like watching stuff with other people. I actually, I like watching Reverse Blue with other people. And uh, Slumber Guys is the same way. Like, when you get a reaction to something that happened, yeah. it's a nice feeling. Like On when, a big screen. The mo- when the movie comes out, I will be, like, right dead in the middle of that audience, like, watching the whole movie. You'll be there too, Gav. Do I have to so, But, like, when we do that for Red versus Blue, and we're watching, like, there's a, a screening somewhere, and they show, like, something from 2006, you know, like, something from season one or season two. And uh, I'll be in the audience, and I won't remember half of it, and then I'm watching it again for the first time. And it's so like, laughing. I'm in the back, and they're, like, going, ha! I had that. Who's the jackass in the back laughing at his own material? I had that yesterday on the plane. I just like nothing to do on the plane. Really bored, so I was listening to an old podcast. It was probably like maybe a hundred or so podcasts ago, and it's to the point now where I don't remember anything from back then. And I'm on it, and I'm like, I'm thinking about what I would say in response to other people, and I just come out with completely different stuff. That's just like my my humor is different. Exact same train of thought that I do when I hear myself. I I do it sometimes, and sometimes, like if I get cut off right before I was about to say something. I know what I was going to say. I'm like, oh, yeah. I should have said yeah. that. No, with me, it's always exactly the same. Like, I'll hear it like, oh, I should have said this. And then I'll say it like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's exactly what I do, yeah. too. See, for me, it's, it's depressing because I'll think of something funny to say in response to something that you said two years ago. And the old version of me said something way funnier. I'm like, man, I'm not as funny as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's weird. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. You know, we're almost to seven years in uh, for doing the podcast. And it's weird to have, like, an audio history basically of a large portion of your life. To go back and that people listen to and they'll bring stuff up like, oh yeah, I, I, I lived through that. Like I, I talked yeah. about all this stuff, like buying that old shitty house and <laughs> fixing it. Like, and there's just like a living record now of, of all of these things that we went through. I was 21 when I was first on this podcast. Oh my gosh. And now he's 50. Yeah. <laughs> 50. Yeah. yeah the, the other thing too is we get held accountable for opinions we had seven years ago. It's like your, our tastes change over time. I mean, yeah. that's the thing about the internet. You can never outrun who you used to be. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, well, five years ago you said that. And I, and you can't be like, well, five years ago me is an idiot. Well, that's or, why I'm amazed that you would like throw out your handle from the Ultimate Dragons news group. Because <laughs> it's like people who go back. I'm sure people have gone back. Oh, and, they've sifted through every yeah. piece of dirty laundry to either uh, probably use it against me in some way. So but. How, how much time needs to pass before that's a valid excuse? Like, oh, that, I was a long time ago. Like, it's I like mean, you're five a different years person good? every second. Does, you should be progressing as an individual every minute. So even a so, year later, you can have a different opinion about something. I don't, I, Just yeah, a year? So I like feel, a year is safe? I don't know, six months? I don't think there's any... You, I don't think you ever escape it. You're always you. Like, you look at politicians, and it's always like, True. oh, look at this shit you voted on 25 years ago. You voted this way. It's like... It, it doesn't also, really the world matter. was different. Not only were you different, like, the surroundings were different, too. Yeah, but it doesn't matter when you did it. It matters when people find out about it because it's new to them when they find out about it. Remember when I went through that thing where I was casting a movie and there was a Vine star that was in the movie as well? Mm-hmm. And then it came out to me and my our audience. It came out that this 
guy when he was 15, like three years ago, made a really horrible vine. It was awful. It was a horrible homophobic vine. It was really terrible. Um, but our audience was like upset with me about it. I was like, I didn't know. I'm finding out about this. Just like you guys are finding yeah. out about it. It's like this happened three years ago when the kid was 15, first of all. Why can't you retcon that script you wrote? Yeah, right. Yeah. Or what? It's like... Wh- it's like it's like I don't think when they gave me the list of people they're gonna be. It's like oh, there's this person. Oh, this made a whole I'll have a PI at look into all of them and make sure there's nothing offensive. Yeah, but I, I mean, I took it really seriously. But I also, I mean, that that kid had done uh, a full uh, a full like two page apology on the front page of Huffington Post addressing it. I like, think I remember that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Vine stars who have to apologize yeah, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how much trouble you can get in six seconds. Does that work though? Like, does anyone? Ever unite and go? We accept his apology. I've no. never seen that happen. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. You might as well just just call it a day and. Oh, I've get apologized a job. for things on and a couple of times. I'd said something and I, I admit it. I'm like, oh wow, that was not cool. Um, and I and I had everyone be like, that apology wasn't good enough. That's the you tough phrased thing. it incorrectly. <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't know what more I can do. Um, I can only just uh, not do that in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. there 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 is a certain portion of a very vocal minority. That when they hear an apology, that's they, that's when they really smell blood, and it's like, yeah. oh no, no, not good enough. Well, it's now like you engaging need to do this. trolls. Yeah, like there's this. just no winning. This emotional trolls. Yeah, yeah. emotional trolls. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, but it also it also today. doesn't work to completely ignore it. Like like that's what Sam Pepper did. Where the hell? Where where, where is he? Didn't oh f- well, his was criminal allegations, wasn't it? Like, yeah, but he like never even mentioned it. Yeah, you can't do uh, can't do that either. Touching but it's like, I'm just grateful that I grew up in a time where every. Dumb thing I did between like thirteen and seventeen, and probably beyond, that all that stuff wasn't recorded. And now people are going through the effort to self-document all that stuff and put mm-hmm. it up. It's just like, you know. Well, there, there's that whole European thing. You have the right to forget, kind of thing, where uh-huh. they have to wipe you off the internet. Yeah, like I they're think going through Google thing. right now. Yeah, yeah, Google. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, like there's a law that says if I want to delete my account, you can't like. Just make it invisible. You have to get rid of my Yeah, account. you have to make it not searchable. Right. Like, people have the right to be like, I don't want anybody to search my name and find anything about me or my past or anything. And they have that right in Europe. So that's not net neutrality, right? No. No, that's not the same thing. I no, but no, I mean, but it's not like you're then altering the internet and, like, censoring the internet. I wonder what it would be like, though, if we went the other way and it was like – the thing about privacy is if there's a little bit of privacy, everyone has to have privacy. But what would it be like if there was like literally no privacy? Like what if I can look up your medical records, Gavin, and your bank accounts, balances, and everything? Like there was literally no privacy of any kind. Well, but then, nobody had it. I mean that's – people would use that against you. Like employees, insurance, uh, you know. Right. But it would be like an honest thing of like – It would be a different world. Like if, if you're going to date somebody, you could just look up all their medical records and everything like that, and their criminal history. Like, I mean, it was, it was openly visible to everybody. But it was like that for everybody. It was like that for the president of the United States or the CEO of Bank of America. I mean, that means you can never become a different person. I mean, that's I think true. that's the inherent thing. Like, uh, you know, if you commit a crime and you've done your, you know, you pay your, you know, you, you do your time and you want to become a better person, you can never out. I mean, isn't that like every well, Western? Well, I think <laughs> lots of times, I mean, I think currently felons, you know, complain about that. It's like they go, they do their time, they come out and there's still all like employment applications. They still have to say, yes, you know, I've committed a felony. Yeah. Isn't but, that good there? What's that? Isn't that good? Um, I mean, it depends if the person's changed, like if they're trying to make uh, a new life, if they've, if, if the system works the way it's intended, right. if they've been rehabilitated, it should not matter. Mm. It all depends on your philosophy of prison. Like is prison punishment or is it rehabilitation? You know, and if they do their time, their crime, I mean, that's why you go to court, tell you, you committed this crime, here's the amount of time you have to spend in prison. 
then the theory is that after that amount of time, then your debt is paid, your debt to society at that point. But it's like a lot of people, it's like, no, that just sticks with them forever. I think a stigma with that, though, is going for like this hypothetical scenario where no one has any privacy. If someone has a felony for like grand larceny or something like that, and they go into a job where they don't get hired because they have a felony, um, if they could go through the company and say like, like your, here's like your executive staff has felonies. You know what I mean? It's like everybody has it. It's just some people are able to hide well, stuff better. It would better. be nice if people were better people, but yeah. no. <laughs> they right. wouldn't. I mean if you had an abortion or even a sexually transmitted disease or right. – you know, People now have the right to deny people you know, birth control through their, because of their religious reasons. I mean that would just – even be bigger. Oh. I think we're going into territory we don't yeah. want on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, I, I heard. I heard this great thing today, which is I just like when people have creative solutions to problems, and this may vary with people's own pol- political beliefs. That's fine. Uh, but there was a guy in Kentucky, a county clerk, who had a really interesting approach to marriage and all the controversy with marriage right now. He said, "Religiously, I'm an atheist, so from this point forward, I'm going to refuse to marry anybody who identifies as a Christian because it's against my religious beliefs to marry Christians." <gasps> and it's like. That's an extreme example of like what some people deal with. I thought that's a really creative way to approach that. Mm-hmm. And it's like there'll be a huge fervor about that guy, right? Right. Absolutely. Is fervor or furor? Fervor. Oh, no. Fervor is a good word. I think it's both, effect. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think b- both are apt in that, in that example. But it's interesting to see, you know, where, uh, where the lines of our freedom are drawn, quote unquote freedom. Well, the good thing we can debate it because we have a constitution to allow us to debate it yeah. rather than being yeah. dictated to. Yeah, it's interesting times to be in right now. Really interesting times. Did you uh, hear that Colorado hit all their state budget tax numbers in May of this year? Because of weed? Just because of weed? Because of tax on weed. Yeah. <laughs> they hit all their goals from the previous year. They hit them in May of this year. Nice. Who's going to want to move there? They're going to have the best roads ever. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. well, it's a short – I think <laughs> it's, it's short-lived for them because I think they're going to pass it here. Uh, in Texas, pretty you think soon. So? No, I think in they will. Texas, we're, we're, we're on the yep. slow first step. They approved uh, cannabis oil for you know certain medical procedures, but a doctor has to prescribe it. I think for like seizures. Uh, but I think it makes enough money that they'll do it. The money will will definitely drive it. Yeah, I think so. Well, you guys don't have income tax, right? No, we have property tax, which is uh, a, the property tax in Texas is a nightmare. You can like buy a house, live in it thirty years, pay off your mortgage, and then when you're you still have to pay the state like. Somebody have to pay like $2,000 a month to live in their house. What? Yeah. Some of the property taxes are high. Well, Austin's in a bad shape uh, in particular because our property values have gone up so much. Oh, it's so ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. And the traffic here is almost as bad as LA. Yeah. I mean, for real. Yeah. Matt lived in LA for 10 years and he tells me that the traffic in LA is better than in Austin. It is. It is because, because it's predictable. No, because the problem here is you guys don't, your, your lights are awful. Like, I will sit at a light for 30 seconds a minute and it will not change mm-hmm. and then it'll change for 10 seconds and then yep. no one gets through and i'm like someone needs to hire someone to co- coordinate someone somebody. needs a damn roundabout get roundabouts man. there's roundabouts. some roundabouts in in austin some they're building one right by here it's like lights but everyone goes all the time go 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 roundabout yeah have you seen the drivers around here they're not gonna be able to figure that shit out no they nah, won't they'll be fine. they're on their phone texting tomorrow. right they're texting <laughs> there's gonna be cars on fire in every roundabout <laughs> if we did that like still driving, just on fire. <laughs> Mad Max. It'd be like a road hazard. I, well, you know my car's in the shop, right? No, I didn't know that. What happens? What do you have? What's that? What kind of car do you I have? I drive a Tesla, and it's super heavy. It doesn't. You don't know this about these cars, but they're because the batteries are super, super heavy. So uh, Ashley was at a light. I've also got to put a ding in the bumper. She wants to be very clear that that I she was not the first person to damage the car. And there's a feature on the Tesla because it's an electric car. When you take your foot off the gas, nothing happens. It just sits there, and it freaks people out 
that it didn't like move forward at all. So they actually added a feature that they pushed out over the network. They, they can update the cars in the driveway Wow. where you can turn on creep. So when you take your foot off the, the brake, then the car will creep forward at like a mile an hour. Well, this is a long story about how we lost our cat for two weeks and we were getting like all these text alert updates about the cat's collar. And she got one of those text she alerts. She has a Tesla collar? What? The, the cat has a Tesla he has, collar? He has a GPS collar. Oh, really? Yeah, it's called TAG, T-A-G-G. <gasps> yes. Yeah. That's but, really cute. That's the, amazing. The cat was gone for two weeks, but the collar's charge only lasted like three days. Anyway, she got an alert at the light. They need a black box. Black box that shit. <laughs> What's that? They black need box. To do the, yeah, black box. <laughs> Find the collar. Yeah. But uh, she was. She just crept forward and she tapped the car in front of her. But because the car's so heavy, that's a lot of momentum, oh. and it like so broke, like crushed the front itself. Bumper. Anyway, so it did that. So I've been using Uber while the car's been mm. finding this part is apparently like, it's like. Digging for gold, apparently. You know, they're mm-hmm. trying to make so many of those cars so fast yeah. that trying to get one part, they're like, well, we can either give you a part or make a car. Or we can make a car, right? Yeah. Do you need that part? I know. Just, it's just, totally cosmetic. Just and keep I, the car. And I want to get it back, but just drive. Like, also, yeah. a Tesla with a big crunch in the front is funny. It stands out. Yeah. No. Yeah. Here, <laughs> let, me, let me read this. But whole I think thing. I, the point I was trying oh. to make is I've been getting addicted to Uber. Like, just having I someone like else drive me around is like uh, so addictive. Guys, those rich people know what they, they're doing. When yeah. they have <laughs> I always thought, like, oh, no, I want to drive. I want to be in charge of it and all that stuff. I'm just sitting in the back, like. No, that's what I've been doing. Dude, I've been doing the whole book tour because I, I, I have to get so many places. It's just a car. Well, we have a car to take me places because yeah. it's taxis are more expensive, actually. So it's really nice to be like, oh, someone's meeting you. Yeah. And you I don't, don't give a shit to, about yeah, traffic can, or anything. I can just, get like, to work for like six bucks. It's great, and I'm just texting all the time. We, um, we, well, a couple of years ago, I went to London for an event that we did, and to, the event was like on the far east side of London, and Heathrow's on the far west. So when I landed in Heathrow, I got in a cab. It was like, oh, it's like an hour and a half to get to where I'm going. Got there, it was like 150 pounds or something ridiculous. <sighs> Crazy expensive. It. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. Why so wouldn't you take the underground? Because it's so much fun to, to go underground. Yeah, it's like living in the future. That, the subway stations there are just awesome. There's a train like every minute. Get on. It's the way it was, everything was, should be. It was far. But on the way back, I, I, I decided I'm not going to get in a taxi again. I'm just going to call a car service. So I called a car service. Like this brand new huge Mercedes shows up. The guy like opens the door for me. He's like, oh, you know, the Wall Street Journal and uh, a bottle of water in the back seat for you. And he took me back to the airport. It was like half the cost of a cab. Yeah. Wow. I was like, how is it that this much nicer experience is like half the cost? And the, thus, that's yesterday, why taxis are sad. Yesterday, Dan and I had a car service. It was going to pick us up and take us to the... The Late Late Show with James Corden. Oh, how and, uh, did that go, by the way? It was great. Yes, and uh, we walked up to the car, and the driver just went, uh. What? We were, we were like, what? He's like, no, I'm, I'm picking someone up. Gavin Free. I'm like, I'm Gavin Free. And he's like, oh, sorry. You just look really casual. Like, we just look like scummy dudes. Like, he just what? didn't want to pick That's up. really funny. Yeah, he was like, you, you don't belong in my car. Yeah. Well, they did an event for Google in Manhattan where they had, it was a meet and greet with a bunch of people from the audience, and they, they would spray paint and confetti and silly string all over Gavin and Dan while they filmed it in slow-mo. And then whoever came to the event got to leave with the clip. It was a really cool event that Google put on. But then I had these two idiots covered in paint, and I'm trying to get them across town in Man- Manhattan. And it was like, I tried to hail one cab, and the guy was like, fuck off. <laughs> You're not getting yeah. my car. So we had to walk like 40 blocks. Yeah, dressed in lab coats, covered in paint. Nobody batting an eyelid. It's New York. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. All right, here, let me, let me read this other thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's Cheesy Bites Pizza is back, now with your choice of one of seven crust flavors like ranch or smokehouse barbecue. Get a one-topping now for eleven ninety nine at PizzaHut.com. 
Thank you, Gavin. Uh, thanks again to our friends at Pizza Hut for sponsoring this podcast and for uh, delicious Cheesy Bites Pizza. Um, for those of you who were at RTX, hopefully you got a chance to check out their Retro Bites Arcade. And uh, oh, it was it was really exciting. It was our first ever top line sponsor for RTX. Uh, it was Pizza Hut. So big thanks to Pizza Hut for uh, sponsoring the podcast and for RTX. And uh, for did you see the trophy they gave away? No. The person who won the Retro Bites uh, arcade tournament, the trophy they gave them was bigger than the trophy we made, like that joke trophy. Oh yeah. It was huge. It was bigger than the contestant who won. So that was like a twenty foot trophy. Then. It, wow. It, it was like I think it was like eight and a half feet tall. Where was the person from? I don't know. That's not going home with them. I think they. I think they shipped it to him. Oh, did they? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's kind of like when you win a prize at like the Price Is Right, and then you have to pay tax in that. You're actually (laughs) in the hole by winning something. Yeah, (laughs) that's what you guys did to someone. No, no, no. It's just a trophy. (laughs) It's just (laughs) like to pay tax on their big ass trophy. (laughs) It looked like someone just ordered a crate of bowling trophies and glued them all on top of each other. It was awesome. It was huge. So yeah, but at least they shipped to them. That's nice that they're paying for that. Yeah. They got all that stuff crust money, though. They can do that. They can afford that stuff. We don't <laughs> ship people Hot dogs inside. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was uh, – uh, they did a pizza for us this last year, too. Like, there was a Rooster Teeth podcast pizza. Was there any of that stuff at RTX? Um, the podcast pizza is currently not available. You can still order it, like, per – Secret menu? Yeah, like, if you know what was on it. Yeah. Uh, at, if you know what was on it. At RTX. You can replicate our pizza technology. <laughs> at RTX, they were sampling the Cheesy Bites. Those were good. Yeah. It was, to, they're, they're, they were so good, I had to, like – like avoid them after a while just anywhere that had them <laughs> i just avoided the place you could smell it you're like oh yeah cheesy bites they're close and you start looking for them it was awesome so it's too bad audible is not a sponsor this week even What's though they sponsored the podcast on a regular basis because felicia's book is on audible i was on the uh, went it's to the featured. audible website it was on the front of it who, who narrated page. Who, who's the narrator did you see what the, um, narrator? I'm the narrator. Did you narrate and then it? joss whedon does the forward oh nice forward which is a word i didn't know that was uh a a different word than forward. Right. It's W O R D instead of A R D. Forward. Right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so before words, here's my words. And a lot of people are getting the cuz I I actually when I was writing the book, I would read it aloud to be like when I read the, read the audiobook, I won't be like god, who wrote the, who what asshole wrote this book. Yeah. So it was actually because I've read a lot of audiobooks and done a lot of voiceover and things like that, and sometimes somebody will write something that probably looks good on the page and is unpronounceable. Right. Mm. So that's what I did. So, you know, I had a lot of fun with it. I do like some singing and stuff. So and I've always been curious, how long does it take to actually record like the the session? Yeah, did you like did you flub it? It took Oh yeah, oh. you flub it all the time. Oh, you okay. just back up good thing they're, they're here to make you look good yeah. you know so yeah it took about three and a half days to read the whole book um uh, which is you know it's 250 pages mm-hmm. so it was uh yeah if no you, it was good if I you flubbed you have to restart the chapter uh i would just restart it i'd be like that i sound like an asshole let me redo that i always wonder that when when you listen to game of thrones or something when like the line will come before who said it but they read it in the voice of that character so they must have had to read the whole thing like but- right before and then record it so Can you imagine, though, doing that for your own memoirs? Because then you get to do all your friends' voices. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't talk like that. You and know, you get people really mad at you. <laughs> in 2005, I met Gavin Free. Yeah. I went over to England. And he was like, hello, Gavin. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Do you do any British accents in your book? No, I don't. I There's don't no know any British people. people? I know. That's she, why. She like, just knocked out the French woman accent. I did. That's I want to one... I wanna be in the second book. You're gonna be, so we're going to have to have an encounter. Yeah, I mean, not well, that I mean, kind of encounter, count? but just some kind of adventure. Maybe you guys could be in a parade together. <laughs> okay, good. And you can dress as the beast, manhandle me, yeah, or something bit. terrible will happen right now, like right before, right when we end the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> well, chances <laughs> are. I mean, uh, yeah, like yeah, a massive so, explosion in China. So books out See now. It. Books out now. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is doing. People seem to enjoy it, yep. which is very exciting. And after a year of writing about myself, it's good to get that book out there and. 
people are taking funny pictures with their dogs and stuff with it. And yeah. I think everyone that I follow has read it. Really? I keep seeing tweets from like Brian Singer or someone who's well, like, this yeah. Good. I mean, <laughs> some fancy people, some awesome, you just friends. And uh, mm-hmm. no, it's pretty cool to get uh, that people don't know things about me that I was homeschooled. And I mean, there's all these homeschooled people across the country I'm meeting who are like, I was homeschooled. I'm like, I want to talk to you. Do you feel as weird as I do in life? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Ultima, like things like that. People yeah. will come up and say, I'm actually a fan of Ultima. And you know, I mean, I wrote the book because you know, in talking about myself um, in presentations, you know, you go around and do PowerPoint and all this stuff. People seem to like um, be inspired by what i say and like pick up a camera and shoot in your garage like i want more people to do that yeah and just be as weird as they can because your weirdness is kind of your superpowers and, and i think so the more weird i can in- encourage in this world is, is good that's what we said vidcon we had presentations like right near she didn't call it a presentation there were these it's like the way they do keynote keynotes speaker. at vidcon is they do like eight minute keynotes they, used to, they were 15 minutes last year but i guess they're recognizing the attention span of the audience is like mm-hmm. decreasing on a regular basis. And so now we're down to like seven or eight minutes. Yeah. No, we, we, I had four minutes. You had four minutes? Or four or five. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, but it was very you go short. Fast. And I, listen, I can't, I, I've learned I can't do that. I, I got to have at least like 15, 20 minutes. It's just like, I can't. Your presentation was excellent in that truncated time. She, she was, the, when we showed up for rehearsal, she was like, she was like, where are you going on? I said, I don't know. I think I'm going on either right before or after. She goes, she goes, do you have a PowerPoint? I go, yeah. She goes, no. She's, damn it. She goes, okay, how many pages are in yours? And I was like, I think I have like four. And I said, there's like 20. She's like, no. How many? 20? <laughs> I got so insecure. Every time I saw her for the rest of the day, I was like, I just added another two pages to my Ugh, And I was like, damn it. Because I did mine just on a lark because I was so nervous about it. Um, that I, as long as I get the PowerPoint distract people from my face and uh-huh. me like having a panic attack, the better. So I just kind of like clip arted my way through, through it. And you looked, you had actual pie charts and, and real logos. It was so professional looking. You had a pie it's chart? Just, what was yeah. in your pie? I just use it all. It's the same <laughs> things over and over again. Just the Rooster's logo. Just <laughs> repurpose whatever we used on the last one use the blink tag i'll tell you who's got the great technique down is freddie it's like freddie oh, freddie we're, yeah we're like what are you gonna do at the rehearsal what are you gonna do freddie goes i don't know <laughs> it's like so then he gets up at the rehearsal and he, he like messes around a little bit and then he gets off and he goes well i'm not gonna do that <laughs> and then like so it's like three hours later it's like then we're about to he's about to go on it's like what are you gonna what are you gonna do freddie and he goes i'll come up with something <laughs> do, do you think he's actually <laughs> secretly really neurotic and like methodically plans everything or is he actually that laid back I don't know. Freddie is a very natural performer. Like he's got that history with all the. Freddie was like a professional rock band player, like a guitar hero. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I think that comes with a certain level of performance. I think he's an extroverted person. It seems like. Gavin, let me ask you this: If I said you got to go up in front of people and you got to talk for seven minutes, do you do you really think that you couldn't come up with seven minutes off the top of your head? I could. I would just be shitting myself from now until I finished. Oh yeah. Okay. Like my, I do poo. You well, actually poo? I poo. In your pants. Poop. Not necessarily in my pants. I've got some control. Where would you do it if not in your pants? <laughs> I mean, yeah, where, where are you putting out your mouth? Because that's a weird, <laughs> oh. it's a weird superpower. I'd That'd put it in a condom and I'd feed it to the cat. Yeah. I'm very very pooping, but not in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, I'm good. I pooped in somebody in the audience's pants. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I made it's you a magic trick. Yeah. Everyone world check worst your pants right now. I would love that if somebody cut me off in traffic. I'd be like... <laughs> shit themselves. It's even better than Squirrel Girl. It would be better than Squirrel Girl. So if you had the ability Poo to girl. make people shit at a point, how often would you use that? I would do it every time I saw Donald Trump live. <laughs> <laughs> Since having known me, would you have made me poop at any point? You? Well, I'm sitting next to you. What would you You'd have yourself? to experience it, right? I, would, close. I mean, Poo Girl. You gotta be... Poo girl. There's no subtlety the in superhero names. It's just like Poo Girl. The defecatress. Oh, that's, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. That's the evil. That is. That's the evil one. Wait, there's no the good version of this. 
<laughs> well, if somebody can't poo, if they're no, constipated, it would oh. be like kind of like a Modium AD ad. There you go. Poo girl. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like at the doctor's office. Like you just sit in a room and like when they have a really constipated patient, like poo girl. Yeah. Well, I mean, poo girl to you room two. Show, Surely. Camera. If they poo, you could tune in if they're feeling bad. Surely the good version would be if someone just shit themselves. You could poo it, put it back, back up in their ass. Like, oh, no. That's like a reverse enema. Yeah, but at Ugh. least it was. It's not. It's not like that's it's, a poo it's, enema. It's taking up space that it previously took. Like it's not forcing extra material. No, you can't do it all at once. Mm. It builds up over time. Yeah, no, that would, that would be it compacts itself. Actually, I've never really thought how was the poo formed <laughs> inside of you. I, I imagine it like, like, like a machine, like crushing food into like little poo chunks. It's a little machine in there, kind of. Yeah, like that'd a, be cool. Sesame Street. Yeah, you know this thing we're doing next summer, or that we're gonna go to. You have to do like 30, 40 minutes on stage for that. What are you talking about? You, you're that, just learning about and it And also, if I don't know about it, could you tell me like the week before so I didn't worry about it for a year? What this, are you talking about? This is the thing where I got a letter from – I was just opening my mail one day. I got a letter from Buzz Aldrin. I was like, well, this is cool. <laughs> and he what? does this – apparently he does this uh, symposium every conference in the summer uh, for kids that are interested in technology that are going on to – between high school and college. And, uh, and then they had speakers like they had uh, – um, oh God! Who's the guy who made the segue? Dean Kamen? Yes. Yeah. Uh, him and like a bunch of other people like that. So I was supposed to do this last summer, didn't do it, and then I was going to do. So I pushed it to like next summer, next event, and then they want Gavin to come as well. So you had to come and be very scientific. Are you kidding? I can talk about amazing. digital media. You got to talk about like where, where your slow motion and time and everything else. Talk yeah, about rolling talk, shutter. I can talk about that. Just got to write it down. Forty minutes, man. Now you have eight months to think about yeah. it. Yay, panic. I just like my heart rate five minutes actually went up. You'll be fine. <laughs> five <laughs> minutes a month for eight months. Yeah. When yeah. is it again? When is it? Like in the summer sometime. In the summer. It's like mm-hmm. a year from and now. And you obligated himself. You, you obligated him without any. Yeah, he's going to come. I know. I cleared it with him. He just no, doesn't remember that. Oh, yeah. okay. I forgot. Right. Here's well, the other thing, too. I do that with my, my, if I'm worried about something, I just lock it out. And then it, when the time comes near, I let it in again. Can you l- teach me that technique? Yeah. <laughs> because I can't. Just, just do, it's like, like his, a goldfish. If he doesn't think about it, it's just like gone. I'd just be like, all right, well, it's about time to wrap. My problem always what? is when I'm, when I'm doing stuff like that is probably what you did. It's like, oh, that's in July of 2016? Sure, I'll do that. And I'd say yes. And then I think <gasps> I'll have nothing on my calendar. No, then. no, no, no. This and is a, a friend of mine a couple of years ago taught me the best trick. I got to hear this trick. Never say yes to anything in the future that you wouldn't do that week. Yeah. Okay. That's a good rule of thumb. Never. So basically, never say yes. To yeah, basically, I, never yeah. say yes. Yeah. That doesn't work for some stuff. For example, like I want to go to Japan at some point again. I wouldn't go this week, but I want to go to Japan. If you didn't have anything else to do, though, you would go to Japan. This week? Yeah. No, I got to mentally prepare for well, like it, it, at it least was, ten days. It would have to be <laughs> something that, that you would. Car- you're willing to. You're, you're. It's important enough for you to carve out the time to do it as a as a number one priority. I think that's kind of the okay. rationale. Yeah. So like, if you would drop everything and do something, say yes. If it's just like, God, this person won't leave me alone, or you know, I mean, I get that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just no. No is a good. I will are you, not. Are you good at saying no? No. <laughs> you me. No, no. no she's here on this podcast, isn't she? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. All right. Well, it's about time to wrap up. We got to go. All right, everybody. Go buy Felicia's book, You're Never Weird on the Internet. Almost. It's on Amazon right now. Where should people go to buy it? Is there a particular place? That- I mean, any place is great. Um, you can buy it at all indie game. Uh, I'm, I'm doing an indie bookstore uh, tour currently, yeah. but you can buy it on Audible, uh, UK, Australia. It's any English-speaking country should have my book. Awesome. So, All right. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know. All right. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. Bye, everybody. Pageant wave. Oh, right. yeah. Wrist, wrist, arm. <laughs>